August 7th, 2023. And I just realized that a group of y'all have never seen that opening. And I am very <laughs> to introduce you to it. I am Agile Pearl. And as always, typically you'd see us on Fightful Over Book. But guess what? It's the hostile takeover known as Monthly Monday. Uh, uh, it's in the weeds. We are typically here on Fightful Overbooked Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern until noon. But as I said, at the beginning of every month, on the first Monday of the month, we will take over and do our thing. As always with me is the guy with the Jamiroquai hat, Jeremy Lambert's here. How you doing, Jeremy? Joel, I referenced Jamiroquai off, ear, off air to you, and I'm like, Joel, it's Virtual Insanity. How have you never heard of this song? I can't believe it. Like, It's a po- very popular 90s song, and you're like, I don't know what that is, Jeremy. Stop I've it. never heard of this song, and I said, Stop Joel, it. you got to Google it. You got to listen to this song. Stop it's it. very popular. Right super popular song. No. Tell them the truth, Jeremy. Tell That's them the truth. The truth was, no, it was the other way around. <laughs> don't you even start it. If you're going to go after the professional musician, you got to go with a better song than that, okay? Okay? That is that is the absolute truth. Are you calling me a liar on yes. this show? This is really how you're going to start. Uh, I like the, I already forgot what you called it, the, the Mondays, the monthly Mondays. Uh, I, I like that tagline that I already forgot. I like that. Um, I like this hat. Oh my gosh. It's Monday. It's been a long weekend, everybody. Thank you for for tuning in as we are on the Fightful main channel today. You can usually catch us on Fightful Overbooked, but Sean Ross Sapp has been bullied into uh, putting us on the main channel for the first Monday of every single month. And here we are. Here we are, Joel Pearl. For those who don't know, like I said, we run every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 10 a.m. till noon. And typically our show is very uh, morning format, morning radio format. What does that mean? We're pretty loose. We'll talk about wrestling, but guess what? We're going to talk about other stuff too. We'll talk about life stuff. We'll talk about whatever. It's, we, we want you to also guide the show with your super chats if you want to. You can donate any amount, get your question statement read on the air. You can also leave a thumbs up here. That just supports us and lets people know that you want more in the weeds, which you can grab here and on Fightful Overbooked. And of course, subscribe to us on Fightful Overbooked. And if you're on this video on youtube.com slash Fightful, hit that subscribe button as well because we're getting closer to 100,000 subscribers. I think last I checked, we were about 800 away, which is absolutely wild to think about. But we're here. We're going to do this. We're going to have 100,000 people watching this video just like the Cody Rhodes interview that Sean did on Friday night. Right? Did I see, I see, by the way, I'm going to call out Sean Ross Sapp. At some point, he might show up. For, for new viewers, every now and again, Sean will show up, usually weekly, uh, just eating eggs. He may say nothing, but he will eat eggs. Um, I'm going to call him out, though. He praises Kyler. Great job, Kyler, with the socials and tweeting out videos and stuff. He praises he praises you. Great job, Joel, cleaning up the audio and getting getting the audio of the Cody Rhodes and getting the video up. You know who didn't get praised? Joel Pearl, the guy the who person, wrote himself a long thread about how great he is. Yes, the person who at eight o'clock, as I'm sitting down to eat ice cream with my beautiful wife, I'm sitting down to eat ice cream, and Sean Ross Sapp goes, "Just interviewed Cody for twenty minutes. Need all hands on deck. I'm trying to have a nice night with my lovely wife, eating some ice cream." And then Sean needs all hands on deck. Now, what does all hands on deck means? It means he needs me. Because, yes, as I did write a long thread praising myself, I'm very good at what I do. 
and the other people have other tasks. And my task is to, in large portions, quickly transcribe stuff that Sean Ross Sapp needs to get done. So I had to pause my ice cream eating and I had to spend my Friday night transcribing a 20-minute Cody interview. The raw file, by the way, because I did it before you cleaned up the audio, before it was in a, in a weird format that I could not convert. These files are like eight gigabytes big, even though they're only like, you know, 20 minute videos. So I can't convert it to something to add to my transcription uh, gimmick that I use. So I'm using raw file on VLC and I got it done because when Sean Ross Sapp needs all hands on deck, he really means he needs me. But I didn't get any praise for this. Got none. Nobody else gets the praise. I got to praise myself to get praise. Joel? Are you suggesting that we should praise you like I do? Sean should send out a tweet every single day that says, I'm so thankful for Jeremy Lambert. This site would be nothing without him. That's what he should do. That's all I ask. I feel like that's not asking a whole lot. I feel like it's not asking a lot. But you know what? I will give you the praise that you so rightfully deserve. You did a great job on the transcription. Congratulations. Very proud of you. I don't want it from you. I don't Uh, want it from you. Can you can you give me the thanks? Did you hear what I did to that audio, by the way? I did not. I I heard you used AI because I saw you tweet that. I didn't listen to it because I listened to the raw files. So if I listen to this interview once and I do the transcription, I ain't got I ain't going back and listening to this interview again. I know it was said. I heard it enough. I'm not I'm not listening to this thing again. So so no. All I want, Joel, you know how I send out the tweet? Every single morning, shout out to everyone grinding legally and illegally. I send that out every morning. All I want is Sean Ross have to do the same thing. Wake up every morning. The first thing he tweets before he starts arguing with people online, the first thing he tweets is just, thank you, Jeremy Lambert. This site would be nothing without you. That's can all. We, can, we, can we just clear up something? Much. I, I got to clear what? up something. What? Is that tweet that you send out every single morning, is that a scheduled tweet or is no. that a in the moment live, I have a second? That's in the moment live. I don't schedule it. You'll you'll notice the various times that it goes out. It's just I do. whenever I wake up. Okay. It, it's it's yeah. kind of like uh, like like Rev Run in the tub doing his moments of... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you like that? Huh? I remember that. You'll, oh, you'll notice like, you know, I'm waking up a little bit later because it's summer. Once once uh, school starts again, I'll be up a lot earlier, and you'll see that tweet a lot earlier. So uh, yeah, it's it's whenever whenever I wake up. That's what, Fair that's what that's how it goes. Uh, we are going to talk about wrestling. We are going to talk about SummerSlam. Yeah. We are going to talk about AW Collision and everything else from the weekend. That's normally what we do. Uh, Haley Ann's going to join us. Haley from Tag Talk. If you watch by Overbook, uh, very happy to announce that Tag Talk is back. And uh, she'll talk more about that when she joins us in about five minutes to talk about not only Tag Talk, but also her experience live at SummerSlam. She was on Media Row. She was with all the pals doing all the question asking and hanging out. She tried to join us on Friday on Overbooked to show us her experience live in the media room. Unfortunately, internet said otherwise, but she did get to hang out with us for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's give some credit. She was she was around for a little bit as long as the internet would allow. The second time she came back, it was it was honestly fine. It was just she had actual work to do. She did not need to be hanging out with us for, for too long there. So, yeah. but she still popped on. I tried to get her to punch Sean 
as he was in the middle of interviewing, I'm popping her backstage uh, as she was in the, or as he was in the middle of interviewing Gunther. Uh, maybe Gunther would have hit Sean. He seemed offended by the honky tonk man question. He's like, I didn't know we were in Memphis. I'm not going to chop that man. It may burst into, into uh, dust. If I chop him, he ain't doing any independent wrestling, but Haley was very kind with her time on Friday, joining us as she had actual work to do. And now we're going to talk to her about everything going on she's already backstage we can catch up on super chats and then just go ahead and jump into it if you'd like joel yeah that's exactly what i was going to suggest so first of all cyclops better than logan always over on youtube or on uh, twitch.tv slash fightful gaming i swear we use that platform all the time it's like our number one we use it all the time i says, what about me what about jeremy are you going to dress up as Facts. raven wear a nevermore shirt and everything I'm sure the wife has like a Nirvana shirt or something. She's got, she's into the screamy metal stuff. I, I don't, I don't get it. You look at her and you wouldn't think that at all, but I she's got the weird, she's got the weird shirts. I don't, I don't know. know about that. I mean, I listen, I've met her. I, I think maybe she would be, I do. I do. Mm. Not in a bad no. way. She's not, not like a goth way, but more just like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, people she, don't look at me and think that I'm into metal, but here I am. I'm a huge Nevermore fan, or was. They don't exist anymore, but, you know, they were a great band. Joel, she drives my vehicle, and then I get in, and she leaves it on her screamy metal stations. And it they it just yells at me when I get in the car. I'm, I'm trying to get in to go somewhere. I, I, I expect the sweet, sultry tones of Taylor Swift, and I'm just getting... <laughs> just yelled at it's so upsetting Joel. that's love that's love by the way that's what i think anyway you know what we've kept Haley waiting enough so you know what we'll get to cody's super chat after the after that because there's a little bit more of the conversation involved there so instead since she's here she's ready she's hanging out let's bring her on from tag talk and also from media row over at SummerSlam this past weekend (laughs) Haley's joining us here yes that's right i got you how you doing Haley? good morning Hi, good morning. Thank you guys for having me on this morning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us, Haley. Again, thank always. You again for- I always have time for the both of you. <laughs> uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. The fact that you came on on Friday again when you had actual work to do was uh, was uh, very, very appreciative. On you that. literally, I mean- when you messaged me and you were like, join from, uh, join from the room. And I was like, I'm, I'm in the middle of an interview right now. Give me like 10 minutes. Like. Well, okay, so so let's let's peel back the curtain as we as we like to do here. So we knew you were going to SummerSlam in Detroit, and and you weren't even sure of like if you were doing press junket yeah. and stuff. So I wanted to have you on on Friday just because I knew you were going there. We could do a SummerSlam preview or something and and do all of that. And then on like Thursday, you're like, oh, I I got I'm doing the press junket, and I was like, all right, cool, awesome, that's that's great. And I know those press junkets usually go from like 10 to 12 basically which is when our show goes and i'm like i'm just gonna send you the link anyway if you want to (laughs) join and give us a tour you're more than welcome to and if not you don't have to because you actually have work to do again the fact that you uh you actually did join us was was very appreciative we got we got to see a little bit of the behind the scenes there on the media thing so i'm just gonna go ahead and ask like how was your experience overall and it was your first WWE event and how was the overall experience from doing the press junket being in the press box, hanging out with a bunch of pals, the overall experience from SummerSlam weekend. 
it was great. Like you said, I had no idea I was even doing like interviews or anything that weekend. I was like, oh, I'll just go, I'll have fun, like, you know, see friends. Like, it's still going to be a great experience because it was my first um, PLE and my first like really big like WWE event like that. So I was just excited to kind of, you know, take it all in. And then they emailed me like super late on uh, Thursday night. And I was like, oh. I actually have to do work tomorrow morning. So I was up until like 3 a.m., like, you know, prepping for that. Um, and then, yeah, it was so much fun. I was so out of my element. Um, like, I do interviews and stuff all the time, but I've never done anything like that. But everybody was so accommodating and so helpful. And, you know, it was just, it was, it was really fun. I had a lot of fun. How many, listen, I got to ask, because I, I loved the jacket that you were wearing. And I know a lot of people shouted you out for it. How many people complimented the jacket at the media event? So many people. Like, it was it was a topic of conversation. Like, every time I walked past somebody, they were like, oh, my gosh, I love your jacket. And I was like, like I, I don't know what it was about that jacket. I really don't. But everybody loved it. It was very, like, Asian Asuka inspired. It looked so – it yeah. looked good. So I got to give you – I got to give you props for that. It was really <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I might have to break it out at another event or something. I don't know. They, make it your thing. You got Brock Lesnar t-shirt guy wearing his thing all this. You you got Frank the Clown, that piece of garbage, wearing face paint and painting his hair. You could go in the jacket. People will love it. It's my gimmick now. You know, it is. It, it is. I love it. That was Jacket <laughs> Haley, someone says in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you get there. It's a it's a bit overwhelming of an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've been there myself, and I can, I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. What kind of helped you settle down a little bit? What helped you calm down? If anything. Honestly, I don't know. Sean, Sean was so helpful this weekend. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I <laughs> I have a playful show and whatever. Like genuinely, he was so helpful and he really talked me down. And uh, there was a moment where I was going to talk to Ricochet. And like, I think he could tell I was like super nervous. And, you know, I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't want to like assert myself. Like I'm not like super assertive like that. Like, but he was like, Haley, you need like, he gave me the best pep talk. He was like, Haley, you just need to elbow people. If you have to like, just get in there, just do it. Like it was so, it was great. Um, but after that, I think I really warmed up and it was good. So shout out to Sean for that. He was great all weekend. (laughs) No, shout out to Sean. Okay. (laughs) I take it back. I take back everything I just said. How how was how was the press box? There was the photos where you guys were in the rafters with Sting. Uh, what was the viewing like from the press box? And how many Slim Jims did you eat? I didn't eat any because I I I'm vegan, so I can't eat them. But there were so many just everywhere. Um, Malcolm was sitting next to me, and he was eating them all night. And I could just I smelt it like it was just just slim jim meat just everywhere it was you it said was, he was meat boxing right? yeah <laughs> like like you know like how people like you know like hot box like i was yeah. like oh look meat box <laughs> I feel like meat boxing is a rated r sport somewhere okay <laughs> but yeah i didn't have any um but the press box it was fun it was a really good experience i you know i couldn't like you know, mark out too hard for things, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a good experience. I think maybe next time I I would get a ticket instead so I can, you know, go a little like harder, but it was fun. Uh, yeah. 
what was the what what was your moment of the night? You were there live. You saw the crowd popping or not popping. What what did it for you? What was your, what was your favorite moment? I mean. My favorite moment. I mean, my favorite match. Seth and Finn. Like, okay. I was so dialed in for that match. I, I don't even remember what was going on around me. Like, people were talking to me, and I was just, like, zoned into the ring. <laughs> and and uh, uh, Nikki Bushi and uh, Emily and I were all sitting next to each other, and it was just, like, dead silent. And then something would happen, and we'd be, like, <laughs> like grabbing towards each other. It was, it was great. <laughs> you asked uh, Zoe Stark about pineapple on pizza. I did. I did. This, this is one of my favorite questions uh, from the weekend, by the way. Uh, so, so credit to you. You know, I love running like wacky stories and stuff. Why, why asking her about pineapple on pizza? So we were actually we were talking about. Um, I wanted to ask like a really like funky kind of question to some of them, um, and you know, Detroit is really big on like Coney Island hot dogs and Detroit style pizza. So I was like, oh, this feels like a like just a fun question to throw into some of them, you know. And so I had asked her that, and she was like, I, I've never had either of those. And then we started talking about Detroit style pizza because she asked me if it was like uh, like Chicago deep dish, and I was like, oh, kind of. But then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ask her. I'm just gonna throw it in. I was like. It's controversial, but do you like pineapple on pizza? And she was like, absolutely. And I was like, you know what? Question of the weekend. Like, we high-fived. It was great. Like, I don't know why in that moment I was like, I just need to high-five her for that. But it was such a good sport about it. Like, the mark of a great heel knows how to answer a question. Just <laughs> I can't believe that. Why? Why pineapple? I'm not going to open this can of worms, or I guess this can of pineapples. But no, it's not worth it to me. <laughs> What do you have against pineapple on pizza, Joel? I never liked it. I just, I just never liked it. I like I like savory foods, especially like spicy savory foods. I like my my sweet and spicy kind of, or my sweet and savory kind of separate. That's just me. Ah, uh, see, I like like the mix of like sweet and salty. That's like, that's why it works for me. To each their own. It's like I don't like pretzels and chocolate and all that. It's just not my thing. But you know what? Go go enjoy what you enjoy. Except for Zoe Stark. Don't don't say that pineapple. I forget who it was but we were also talking I don't remember who said it but something about like chocolate and chili and I got so enraged because I was like chocolate and chili is a must you have to do it and they were like absolutely not I don't remember who it was though okay I tried that at a tapas restaurant once and then yeah it was that's actually pretty good I'm gonna get it adds so much depth to the chili it's so good chocolate is versatile that's the that's the thing because it's chocolate's not just milk chocolate it's not just the the like the Hershey's or the Reese's chocolates that you find, it can be dark chocolate can be bitter and the bitter and the chili kind of works together. So it, it's not so bad. You just have to try it. It's not it's not going to taste like a like a Hershey's bar mixed with chili. Yeah. It's it's going to taste like bitter with a hint of like just a cocoa flavor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I know. I know. Haley is, is cooking expert. She she does eating eating with the Indies. A book. Oh, look, I'm gonna call you a cooking expert. You're you're more than more than anybody else here. What are what are some other weird stuff that you guys are? No chocolate and chili. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> this one's gonna get me canceled, but I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> look, I love pickles, and oh, you know I I've tried a lot of pickle combinations. Like I've done uh pickle bites like pickle like burger bites where i'll put like you know like burger sauce on top of it it's really good and like a chicken nugget with it oh it's the best okay. i've done pickles and chocolate which is what? good pickles and peanut butter which is good 
And then on TikTok, there's like a craze where people will take like a fruit roll up and a pickle and like wrap it around it and put like chamoy on it, which is like a sweet, like spicy sauce. And I'm kind of into that. <laughs> I don't know. I think anything with pickles. <laughs> I don't know. What? What is happening? Oh, <laughs> too much, too much pickle and too many insane. things. <laughs> Have you ever taken a banana and a slice of like craft cheese? Like the slices, the individual slices. You you just put the banana in the. Che- yeah, there you go. See, things get muddled. Like banana right and- through the line, and not like pickles and peanut butter. <laughs> That's where it gets worse. It happens. Banana and cheese. That is the worst food. No. What are you guys doing up there? Again? <laughs> this is a while. This is when I was much younger. I've stopped with that. But man, that was a thing at the time. I don't know why it worked, but we just it just happened. Absolutely, absolutely not. I like the crazy. I'll do like banana and peanut butter. That's not crazy. At that's all. not no, like, not at all. No, yeah, that's very banana peanut butter sandwich. That's tremendous right there. Um, you guys are insane with some of this stuff. Absolutely <laughs> people, insane. People are already asking, "What the hell is this show?" Welcome to our morning show. This is what we do. Yeah, we allegedly talk wrestling, and then people get mad at us when we talk about food. Uh, that's what happens on this show. <laughs> you get a McGriddle, and then you take chicken. McGriddle's good. They are good. Uh, okay. Very good. Yeah, okay. Okay. Wrestling. Wrestling. Um, wrestling. Justified. This is wrestling chat. <laughs> coming from Louis V. <laughs> See, this is why we do it because people are in the super chat saying this is justified. This is wrestling <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So you were really into the uh, to the World Heavyweight Championship match. Talk to me about uh, the bottom of the third. You had uh, the Bloodline match, which seemed to have a lot of people talking. Uh, really, both ways. It was pretty. Uh, a pretty interesting finish and a pretty interesting match. What do you think of it live in the arena? So I talked to a lot of people that watched it at home because obviously the live experience is so different. I was like, was the crowd like not that great on TV? Like what was going on? And they were like, no, it was so quiet. Like nobody was into it. And I was like, well, I did not like the crowd was so into it um, at Ford field. Uh, you know, I was team J all the way. Uh, I figured he wasn't going to win, but I had to be team J anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. The finish was super interesting, uh, especially with, like, the whole, like, you know, like, tribal combat kind of description that they put on the stipulation. Like, I just, I didn't really understand, you know, no why, why Jimmy and Solo were able to get involved, but I was like, you know what, I'm rolling with it anyway. Like, I'm excited to see, um, kind of the feud between brothers, uh. I always love that kind of stuff. I, I was here for it when Nikki and Bree did it. And I was like, oh, we're recycling. We're recycling. I, <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. Hey, Haley, let's be honest. If Matt turned on Nick, you would not be here for it. <laughs> Honestly, that kind of would be. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel yeah. like you would be heartbroken if, if this happens. Honestly. All in, FTR, they're doing this match. And then all of a sudden, Matt super kicks Nick. In the middle of the match, the elite is broken. No, tag talk would be okay like- when you put it that way, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I've always said, like, I really, I would love to see like Nick do um, a singles run. But I feel like they're definitely they're better together, <laughs> and I don't think they'd ever split up. So. Yeah, BTE two hundred proved that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that out Impact. loud. Impact, Matt. What, what was it? Was Jeremy and Max? Were yeah. the names? In yeah, Impact? Jeremy and Max. Yeah, they feuded in Impact, right? They did. Yeah, I don't know whose who's call that was, Dixie. 
Anyway, were you? Uh, did you? Uh, did you attend the, the press scrum afterwards after the show at you know one o'clock in the morning? I did not. I wasn't invited. Um, we we had wow. this thing because we all got like different colored wristbands and we were all confused because like some people got pink, some people got purple, and I got purple. Um, and so a couple of us were like, "Oh, they grimaced us." <laughs> <laughs> but I was just so excited to even be invited to something like that, especially it being you know one of the big four events that they put on. Um, it was just fun to be, you know, included in all of that. The purple you, uh, wristband people should have crashed the the yeah. press conference. Honestly, I <laughs> just walked in there, like, why were we cut from the press conference? And then Triple H could say, "You guys were never scheduled for the press conference." Should I just crashed it? That's what should have happened. Go That's ahead, Joel. Well, no, I was I was going to say, why didn't you guys just uh, stand outside of the press room with with you know picket signs? <laughs> <laughs> purple people deserve love too, or something. I don't know. <laughs> purple people i do have to say though so they had food and stuff for everybody and like i didn't i didn't eat anything because i wasn't super hungry but then uh when cody and brock was happening i was like i really want to go see cody's entrance and the press box to the floor is very far (laughs) but when we found out we could go we had access to the floor i was like i'm gonna go and i had these shoes on all weekend my feet were killing me i spent like 12 hours walking in downtown detroit in these shoes and then i had to sprint from the press box down to the floor to ringside in these shoes and i don't know how i made it but when i got back i was like i need fuel in my body and i don't know the lemonade that they had was so good and this chocolate chip cookie really saved my life (laughs) did they not have an elevator they did, but we had to take the elevator down, and then you have to, like, walk. Like, it's a very far walk. And there were so many stairs. My feet... <laughs> I was, like, floating. Like, I, I didn't even think I was walking. I didn't even feel anything. <laughs> you got your steps in that day, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's funny because, like, I... So, I did Montreal, and I did the, the Elimination Chamber show, which, yeah. like, wasn't supposed to be <clears throat> as big of an event as it became, mm-hmm. And it became bigger because it was Canada and it was Sammy and all that stuff. So, like, they started doing the press events. Otherwise, like, next month when they're in, is it Pittsburgh for payback? Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, so next next month when they're in Pittsburgh, I don't know if they're going to do nearly as much as what they did in Montreal because they're kind of on the same uh, par. You guys got a press box. We were just seated in a section you know, put on our own next to the cameras. And we didn't get any floor access until they brought us down for the main event because of the way that the venue is shaped. They had to like take us from our seats across the way to the other side of the arena so that we can go right from there to the press room. And they'd like march us through the backstage area and see like everyone just like the kayfabe is dead. You're just, you're just seeing everyone hanging out. Right <laughs> and it's wild, but, I, but I'm sure like in your experience, because you were able to go down on the floor, like it was a little more like contained. So I'm guessing they didn't like parade you around backstage to get anywhere because I guess Bell Center is just like a weird place in Montreal to work. You know, they pretty much, we met at a certain spot and then we were taken up in groups to um, the press box and that's pretty much where we stayed all night. Gotcha. Okay. Because yeah, it was it was weird. But but the fact that you were allowed down onto the floor, that actually is really cool because I didn't know that that was something that was uh, offered at an event like this. Because I had no idea. And then somebody that was sitting next to me, um, his name is Adam, uh, he was like, just to let you know, like, we have access to the floor. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Great to know. I will be, I will be utilizing that. That was uh, Barnard, right? Yeah. yeah Adam Barnard. Yeah, he was yeah, on, he's yeah, been he's on the show before. Show. Yeah. 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 Talked about cinema with us. 
and the the entire bloodline story. Did you guys did you guys get him a cake? It was his birthday. I know uh, we didn't, <laughs> but uh, we should have. Uh, but he got uh, stranded downtown. <laughs> like we were all kind of doing our own thing, and he wanted to meet up for like breakfast and stuff. But we were all kind of editing and stuff. And then he was like, guys, I'm stranded at Mom's Spaghetti, which is an <laughs> M&M's restaurant that we had the day yes. before that, like, made us all sick. No. <laughs> okay, so I was, oh. was going to ask about Mom's Spaghetti if, if anybody went, because I know that, um, that Bill Pritchard took mm-hmm. a picture. And I, I was asking anybody in Detroit to f- buy me an M&M hat or something, but I didn't know who all went. But it sounds like kind of everybody went. Oh, yeah. Made I you feel sick. like. It was it was an experience. I don't think I would do it again if I was in Detroit. But well, like, I wonder why. Like, it, it's the experience. It was it was a good experience. Gotcha. I don't understand why 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 it made you sick. I mean, I guess it's in the song that like it's probably <laughs> sick. So. Well, because it was all the carbs, and then like it was so hot that day, and we were walking around instead of taking Ubers because the Ubers were so expensive. So just the carbs sitting. <laughs> in your stomach in the heat it's like not it, we probably should have done something else <laughs> did you do anything else yeah exactly it's in the song that like mom spaghetti is going to give you vomit on your sweater exactly already. did you do anything else fun in detroit uh any other experience that you took in while in detroit <sighs> did you do the superstore i did i did go to the superstore twice i went on thursday um and i didn't get anything so i was like maybe I'll just like wait and see. And then I ended up going um, the day of the pay-per-view with a friend and I picked up the shirt. It was so packed. I was like, I should have just got this on Thursday. <laughs> I don't know what, I, like why I didn't expect that it was going to be packed like that. The line was so long. Well, if you're like me, you go at the last minute and you're just like, man, I hope they have clearance prices. And then you realize, no idiot. They're not going to put anything on clearance prices. Oh. This shit's going on their website. It's going on the fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> why would you think they're doing anything on clearance what is, what is wrong with know, you, once upon a time i was able to get so much good wwe merchandise on clearance like on the website not at a premium live event but those days are gone i'm old I <laughs> yeah i remember that because that's when i got my uh daniel bryan sweater like the red one that he used to have with the finger yeah. holes that's when i got that <laughs> i still have the finger i got my raw 25 my brock lesnar one i have a samoa joe hoodie that i still love to wear in the winter oh god ah Miss that. Miss those cheap hoodie days. <laughs> Made my life so much better. Haley, last one. Your, just your overall experience at SummerSlam. A grade. Uh, w- would you do it again? Um, you know, just, just the overall experience that you had uh, this past weekend. I would give it, I would give it an A. I, I had a lot of fun. A lot of, you know, I got to meet up with a lot of people that I respect and I've worked with online and I've met people that, you know, I've never worked with before, but I hope to in the future. Um, so it was fun in the pay-per-view. I had a blast um, or the premium live event. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I would, I would totally do it again, whether as media or not, even as a fan. Are you, are you doing Pittsburgh? I don't know if they even sent stuff out, but are you, are you planning for Pittsburgh? No. Cause I'm, I'm doing um, all out and that's the same weekend, right? Yeah, we're trying to figure all of that out. They got to stop with this same weekend nonsense. I'm tired of it. They got to knock it off. We need a whole Survivor Series, though, possibly. Survivor Series, gotcha. Yeah. 
There you go. We, we did a All whole right. 20 minutes on what's going on in August in the wrestling. Well, not speaking of August, not speaking of the end of August, that back-to-back weekends, essentially, not speaking yeah. of any of this. Well, instead, no. I'll give you this. Haley, as you start to plug your things, uh, Tag Talk is back today, is it not? Yeah, today. Give us a, back in a month. <laughs> yeah, give us a quick, uh, a quick overview. Tell us about Tag Talk. Tell us about what you're going to talk about today, and then plug your stuff. Honestly, I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. Right before I got on the show, I was like, I'm recording with Jeremy Joan a little bit, and I have to ask you, what are we talking about on Tag Talk today? And I don't think she answered me back yet. But we're going to, you know, we're just going to figure it out. It's our first show back uh, in a month. Obviously, Kylie was out, uh, you know, doing amazing things with uh, work and stuff, and I'm so proud of her. Um, But, yeah, Tag Talk is a show with my friend, my best friend, Kylie, and I. Uh, on Fightful Overbooked, uh, and we talk about tag team wrestling, like the week, we recap the week in tag team wrestling, sometimes we'll do like dedicated episodes to stuff, we love talking about the elite, um, <laughs> pretty often, uh, but yeah, you can check out our stuff over there, um, I'm just so happy to be back, I miss doing the show, I really did. We are happy the show is back on the channel. Uh, I tried to solicit super chats from everybody on Friday saying all the, all the money is just going to tag talk. If it went specifically to you girls, it would go to you. Otherwise I was going to take it all for myself. But if they said this is for tag talk, I would keep it for tag talk. One, one day Sean is going to put you on the main channel. And I'm very sad when that happens. I'm going to fight against it. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I heard he was very, um, you know, proud of everything that I did this weekend. So, you know, maybe <laughs> the clock's ticking, Jeremy. I, <laughs> I must tell you, like, I'm a hot commodity now. I, I know. I Look, I always knew it. That's why when, you know, we we wanted the, the show in the first place and we talked with you and Kylie about it and we don't have to get into everything, but when, when stuff happened, we were like, yeah, you guys can do whatever you want. I support Joel and I support everything you do. We, you, I know how hard both of you work. Um, and I was thought you, both of you were just creative and committed and everything. I was like, yes. So whatever you go, whatever you girls want to do, just let us know. We're fine with it. We'll make arrangements. We'll make accommodations. We'll figure it all out. I'm very happy that the show is back. And you know, I said it uh, on, on Twitter. I'll say it here. Like, I'm just super proud of everything that, that you have done that Kylie continues to do in wrestling and out of wrestling. But, you know, seeing all the pictures and just all the comments from you th- this weekend just uh, made me really happy because, again, I know how hard you work. I- I'm very happy just all your success that you've got that opportunity, that you made the most of that opportunity. And, uh, yeah, just keep doing a great job, Haley. And don't don't uh, ignore me the next time AEW is in town and I ask like, hey, and you're like three rows in front of me, and I'm like, hey, you want to like meet up? And you just ignore my my message. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, that. are we still on this? This was like a year ago. <laughs> I was new. I was nervous. <laughs> next time AEW is in Cleveland, they were both there. Just don't actually say hi. <laughs> I promise I will. <laughs> Just walk on by. <laughs> you, you know, you know, I'm kidding, but but thank you again. Thank you for all you do for for Fightful Overbooked. And again, I'm I'm just super proud of you and Kylie and everything you girls are doing. And I will fight Sean Ross Sapp to keep Tag Talk on, on Overbooked. <laughs> Literally throw hands with him. He'll beat me up, but I'll throw hands with him. You know, it no. may be the same brand, but I think it's going to turn into the bidding war. I don't know what year. I don't know if it'll be 2023, 2024, uh, but, you know. <laughs> we we definitely ain't got main channel money. 
You guys do not have main channel money at all. Our Supermax deal is a thank you and a please stay. Yeah. We do what we can, but no, we ain't got, we definitely don't have main channel money. You know, Can't that's why we're appreciative. Of, like, you know, maybe it's not about the money. You know, maybe it's not. That's that's all we can hope is like it's about <laughs> loyalty and stuff because it comes down to money. We Brand are screwed. Uh, oh we are screwed. Uh, thank you again, Haley. Um, you, you already you talked about Tag Talk. I don't know if you did like proper plugs, but go ahead and do actual proper plugs. Oh yeah, um, you guys can follow me on Twitter. It's on here. I also, I wrote a book. I have to grab the book. Yes. Um, it's called <laughs> Eating the Indies. It's a wrestling cookbook. I, I'm really proud of it. It's available on uh, Amazon. Just called Eating the Indies. So you guys can check that out if you want. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, my, my interviews and stuff from this weekend I did for uh, Nerds and Beyond. So those are all up on the website. And I'm working on getting like clips and stuff edited and posted to socials. So definitely check those out if you want and i go think that's it. go check them out thank yes. you for joining us this morning that was this was a blast I, we always appreciate it uh and we always appreciate the good pals coming on and, and hanging out with us thank you Haley. thank you guys for having me <laughs> thank you Haley. everyone watch tag talk today 3 p.m eastern on five overbooked absolutely all right bye, bye Haley. take care what's next our super chats are next jeremy yeah we got some super chats Sorry, I had a had to almost sneeze again. This is what happens now. I just just uh, always got to sneeze. Uh, Cody sent a super chat saying, "Congrats on the call up," because that's us. And then so glad that Michael Cole is on Raw now. So there was an announcement made, and this will probably drift into our SummerSlam talk. Uh, they switched up the 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 crews on on Raw and SmackDown. The the uh, commentary crews so barrett and michael cole are now going to be on monday night raw and then on fridays you're going to have kevin patrick Corey graves and michael cole is that right yes. yeah that's yes. the way it is <clears throat> how do you feel about michael cole doing both shows is this a, is this a plus is this a minus you got a three-man booth on smackdown now uh how do we how do we feel about that never a fan of the three-man booth i think it's it's very tough um especially if they don't have a whole lot of chemistry, you know, early on, it's, it's going to probably be some rough patches and everything. I always just like the, the two men booth, uh, you know, AW does fairly well with the three man booth when they have it, but even they scaled back, like Jim Ross was there for the main event. Good to, good to see Jim Ross back in, in good health. Um, dynamite it's Excalibur and, and Taz. And sometimes Shivani is there and everything, but even they, they kind of go three man booth and then they'll have like a 15 man booth for rampage every now and again. Um, but I much prefer the two-man booth. As far as Cole working both shows, I'm fine with that. Cole has been fantastic since Vince has been not in his ear every single week. He's a lot more looser, a lot more free. I think Michael Cole has been... He's been underrated for years because he's just had to work with the Vince constraints and every one of his peers will, will praise him to death of like, yeah, this is a tough gig and Cole's done it uh, at a high level for a very long time. I think the, the variety report, the comment was that like WWE's high on Kevin Patrick. They want him working alongside Cole to, to give him those pointers. And that's why Cole is working the SmackDown booth. I'm good with Cole working both shows. I just wonder what the reason was for just the overall switch like why not just put cole on raw in that case like why did they do the flip of barrett's on raw patrick and graves 
on SmackDown. Why not? If you just wanted Cole to work both shows, why not just put him on Raw? That's that's where I was a little, and I, I'm confused at. I mean, I have to assume that Bronson Reed had a big a big pull in that. <laughs> trying to get Wade Barrett back just so he could announce the tsunami. No, I, I get it. Um, I was trying to think. Corey Graves and Nakamura, they're no longer on the same brand, so you can't even use that same rhetoric with Nakamura getting the Graves. Graves got this Kaiser impression that he's just been doing. Now we're taking that away. Like, like, that's why. It was actually Gunter. Gunter was just like, <laughs> no, get them away. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want them in my presence. Get them away. So I don't know why they did it i don't think we'll, we'll we we might get the answer but honestly it could just come down to shake things up it could come down to kevin patrick wasn't working as the voice maybe they want to groom a different voice to be the voice of raw once michael cole decides it's my time uh who knows maybe barrett was just like i want to work mondays and that was enough for them and they just let him have it uh we don't know but one thing that kind of makes me wonder if it's going to be okay with with kevin patrick while they are high on him putting him on friday with michael cole with Corey graves those two already have chemistry yeah if he's gonna have to find his way in and he is traditionally not the first guy to just break into the conversation and be you take charge i don't know if cole's going to um make that a priority to to throw more to Kevin Patrick, who is supposed to be doing the same role as, as Michael Cole. Well, no, because remember when they did the four-man booth for SmackDown and they brought in Tom Hannafin as the host and that completely derailed everybody and everything. And it wasn't very good because whatever they thought they were going to get from grooming, I think they were trying to groom Hannafin at the time. Uh, what was his name there? Tom Phillips. When they were trying to get Tom Phillips to be the guy, it just it didn't work out. So I'm, that's why I'm a little like, mm, is this really going to work out when you have guys who are already friends and already have worked together and already have great chemistry on the air? Is it going to play well for the third man? I think Cole understands. I mean, this is what has been said publicly. So I imagine, oh, speaking of a three-man booth, the bag audio, just ASMR of the bag opening here. This is, is this McDonald's? You got some McDonald's? Oh, excuse me. No. Okay. Is that a bagel? Yeah, it's a bagel. You got bagels in Kentucky? Yeah. Are do. they good? I guess it's really <laughs> the question I should ask. No, they're very good. Actually, it's called Great Bagels. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. So they're, great. <laughs> they're, they're better than that. Not listen, I don't like to I don't like to give people free plugs on the shows because <laughs> listen, we, we need that money. Uh, dog days of summer. We're poor on fightful select. <laughs> oh, look at you. You're wearing a tank top. I, I, I can't afford sleeves. Yeah, I was about to say, can't even afford a shirt with <laughs> sleeves. Afford out here. A, can't afford <laughs> sleeves, man. Uh, man. Uh, yeah. That, that's my run in. That's the bit for uh, those of you here on the fightful channel. Listen, I, I don't like to curse, especially in the morning. If you guys fuck up my algorithm, <laughs> you, you, oh, you want to know what's funny? Okay, went all the way to London, did those those pressers. I uploaded them on the main channel. Had Kyler do it. He's you know, great, great dude uh, that does a lot of our stuff at Fightful. The numbers weren't good at all. weren't good at all. And I was like, all right, this time around, we're just going to put them on Fightful Scraps. For those of you who don't know, Fightful Scraps is our clips channel. It's it's like a catch-all. And you all thought Overbooked was a catch-all. My <laughs> God. Uh, Fightful Scraps is a catch-all. Um, 
they're doing fantastic over there. <laughs> but hey, that's great. It'll help scraps out. <laughs> you never know how this stuff is is going to to work, especially with the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. I will literally search like for for like a thumbnail, like Drew McIntyre WWE looking for a thumbnail, and it's like, hey, here's a Ricochet Logan Paul clip is like one of your of your second hit, and I'm like, there Drew McIntyre is not even in this. What are we doing? Not even here? in it. Not yeah, even the in algorithms it. Messed up. Uh, Sean Haley had kind things to say about you. I tried to stop. Her okay. From that, but she said nice things. Y'all, y'all don't hear an you. echo or anything, do you? I have my speakers through. No. No. Yeah. Oh, cool. Great. Great. Yeah. Haley was great. Uh, they did grimace her. They gave her the purple wristband, not the pink one, because she's not like <laughs> me. But um, it was a good time, man. Like Detroit didn't suck. It was an easy flight. Uh, 48 minutes back. Nice. It helps when I can walk out my front door and then be on a plane in about 20, 25 minutes. That's pretty That's nice. So too. good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it's really, really me. great. Yep. <laughs> One of my favorite things was how much love Bill after got like uh, Bill after gave me my start. And by that, I mean, I wrote for him for free for five years uh, <laughs> and I'd never really got to spend any extended amount of time with him. And we got to spend a lot of time together on this trip. And it was really, really great. Uh, that made me very happy to see all the love that he was getting. Uh, that was, that just made it all worth it to me. Um, and he got to meet uh, my wife who came and ran camera for me. Uh, it was really great. Joel, I want to thank you publicly on, on your own show for saving the audio there. Um, Joel used Skynet and sold my soul to robots. <laughs> I think to use AI for my voice and Cody's and save the audio. You can't even tell that anything went awry there. I can um, give you one thing that got lost in that interview, and you will probably never, ever hear it unless you really hear, look for Ooh, it. Tell me. I, I want to hear it. At the beginning of the interview with Cody, uh-huh. he asks you about which documentary you're a fan of, not Forever his. Hardcore. And you talk about yeah. Forever Hardcore, and you say Jeremy Borash, uh-huh. But the AI yeah. bot got Jerry Borash. Ah, like, no, wow. one, I was like, no one's gonna get that. But I was fixated on that because I fixed that. Can I fix that? Um, I, I, may, <laughs> I may have mumbled too because uh, probably what happened. Yeah, I got that though. Like I got the raw files, and like mm-hmm. I knew you said Jeremy Borash, but did, the did audio wasn't this? terrible. It wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't at all. No, no it, wasn't. It, was, it was. I told you immediately. I was like, oh yeah, this is easy to work with, and so. Just whatever, whatever filters I tossed through, it was like, yeah, no problem. There was some WrestleMania weekend stuff that was just unsalvageable. Like, there's nothing that, that anybody could do about that. But these these were fine. It's just, man, when I get 25 minutes at Ford Field in a box with Cody, I want you know, I want the audio to be as good as possible because I don't want his his team to be like, man, why the hell did we give it to him? Because, I mean, I know there were a lot of people. That's why I didn't ask any – well, I was going to ask one question at the scrum and – uh, Brandon Thurston asked that question, <laughs> big shocker. But that's why, like in situations like that, uh, WDPR was like, "Hey, do you want to answer a question?" I was like, "I'd feel like a real asshole if I came here, got 25 minutes with Cody, and then took up a bunch of presser questions too." Like, because I didn't, yeah, I'm not confident they'll they'll answer anything out of character. I, I've got to kind of feel them out in these situations. Now that I see Heyman, I feel like he might. I just think he might also lie. So Triple H very clearly out there just fibbing. 
Well, this show is, is, is mocking the fact that that wasn't true in the weeds, for the love of God. <laughs> Can't believe it. Can't believe he would stoop to that level uh, just because of us. Yeah. Just because of us. Uh, by the way, it's because I didn't, uh, Haley wasn't there, but uh, how many people were in the, uh, the room this, this year for uh, this, this, sorry, the post-show scrub? You can get a better look at it uh, at the ones that we have on Fightful Scraps. Uh, not not a cheap plug for that at all. Although I will say LA Knights is killing it over there. But it was about probably about eight wide, 10 deep. I'd say about 100, 100 and, you know, about 100 people in there. Yeah. Wow. Everybody hates the Canada show. So you get like 20 people. <laughs> Man, I, that, I love it. I love Cody. it. Cody knew all of them, by the way. He knew everybody in that room. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt that he legitimately knew almost everybody. I wouldn't either. Connor, uh, Connor Casey's like, Connor Casey, Cody's like, I know, I know, I know everybody here. I Connor Casey, power forward for the uh, all wrestling media basketball team. Jacked. Jacked so man, Connor Casey. I, we did ball in in 2019, a, a wrestling media basketball game. And let me tell you, it was just a, a high display of athleticism. <laughs> and because you all know, know him, I'll tell you who I got put on in the post. And I can't play basketball. Athletes. I can jump. I, I, can, I, I'm, I can do a little bit more than, than some, but that's about it. Dom D'Angelo in the post. <laughs> yep. And he is not the tallest fella. And let me tell you, I was hitting turnaround jumpers on him. Too small. I was too small. I was six for six. And then they switched Connor on me. And let me tell you, I didn't even put up another shot. I was, <laughs> Jeremy, I know that maybe you get some value out of this. They had, there's a post the other day on Instagram that said, Cade Cunningham played the Luka Donkic role the other day. Dominant. And it said four for four from field goal. I was like, four <laughs> shots? <laughs> That's how I felt at that time. I was like, yeah, let's go. However, Voices of Wrestling brought a ringer in. This old man with a headband, like braced up. Like he looked like Ahmed Johnson with all the, the wraps and braces and everything. This old dude uh, was losing his hair and he abused all of us <laughs> abused all of us good for bill after getting a payday at a basketball game <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> could you imagine uh but yeah detroit was fun i got to go to the stock x uh office which jeremy you live near cleveland now i didn't realize dan gilbert owned like everything in detroit i didn't know that was a either. thing yeah I, there's there is quite literally a display there of all the properties that he owns in Detroit, and it's a lot of them, in this office, they have the actual court that they won the NBA championship on. So, I mean, without even, you know, I don't like to do research at all. I assume Damon Gilbert is local to there, and he bought the Cavs just because couldn't buy the Pistons or something like that. But it was like a up to the three-point line of that. It was so cool. It was a lot of fun. And I, I just barely missed Montez Ford there, apparently. The the real question of the weekend, Sean. Mm-hmm. Ruthless Raspberry or Berry Powerbomb? I tried Berry Powerbomb. It was not bad. Um, I, fortunately, in Detroit, uh, not, not plugging them, but this is what I drink, uh, Monster Zero Ultra Sunrise Orange. So if anybody ever wants to bring me one of those, it works, works for my friend Emily Hale. She says, "Hey, somebody bring me a white monster and all these, these uh, marks." It does. 
I saw this. I saw this at um, All Out when a couple years ago. She wanted a pretzel. She's like, anybody get a pretzel? And she just somebody just brought her a pretzel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so it does happen. But I was fortunate that they had these fairly fairly close to where I was. Um, but I still tried it. I was actually talking to Dom Garini, and I was like, they giving those out for free? And he's like, they sure are, brother. They sure are. <laughs> so I tried it. I preferred Berry Powerbomb. Uh, my wife liked the raspberry. They're uh, carbonated, which you know this is too. It's like souped up zero calorie or very low calorie orange soda, which is why I like it. But that was, it's not something I would return to. It hasn't unseated the king yet. Gotcha. In my well, there you go. Enjoy that with your eggs. What's what's the hat deal? What's what's the bet I'm missing? It's Jamari Jamari Jamariquai. No, Jeremy. Beckman his name. It is it is uh it is Bro Day myself and, okay. and one of the children. It is Bro Day. So after this show, I'm going to do absolutely no work and I'm going to hang out with my bro and we're going to ha- have an enjoyable day. But I'm wearing this hat in honor of Bro Day. I got my bro Listen. water. You yeah. say it's bottom of the bro day third. You ain't getting three yeah. days off if that's how we're we're doing it. We we talked about Why this. Why not? Yeah, we talked yeah, about. But, okay, well let's 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 air some stuff here, Sean Ross Sap. It's weird. His internet connection yeah. went out for oh. five days in a row. <laughs> yeah, actually, typically happens. So I said it uh, before you came on, but you see this, Joel. Oh, Kyler, so great, cuts all these clips. He's fantastic. Joel, got to put you over publicly for doing the AI. Who else? did something when Sean Ross Sapp comes in at eight o'clock on a Friday, as I'm trying to enjoy ice cream with my lovely wife, Sean says, just interviewed Cody need all hands on deck. Who is the Dude. hands that get on deck that transcribes the whole thing? You are runs, the hands. That's your new and, nickname. And runs. <laughs> These are the money makers, baby. These are the money makers right here. That's what they're known as in this house. The money, make- the kids, the kids want to play and they want to fight and stuff. And even they know we don't hurt the money makers. I hope, I, I hope everybody calls you hands on deck, <laughs> Jeremy Lambert, because there's no way that'll get misconstrued. Yeah, I won't. That'll, no that'll way at all. Not get lost in translation. But you see this, Joel? Kyler, great. Joel, great. Who who comes when when Jeremy is enjoying ice cream with his wife? Who's got to transcribe a 20-minute raw file Cody interview? You're welcome, Jeremy's wife. <laughs> I got you out of that. <laughs> You no, know, she is not taking that. Thank you. I you can go watch Family Feud or something now. For some reason, she enjoys spending time with me. I have no idea why. No idea why. Bless that. Paul Driver finishes. So Jeremy literally forgot to call a shot. That's not true. I was waiting for the right opportune time. You all Sean still got to make a trip down and play Jesus Detroit. golf too. Like, we got to play know. Jesus golf. We're going to, at some point, I feel like you're doing something later this year that we want to go see uh, with, a, with a certain wrestler, Australian wrestler. We want to go to that to uh, support you and your venture oh, there. Um, yeah. yeah, we, yeah, we do have to play Jesus golf, but should probably get uh, cleared for that. <laughs> My spine is not great. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, well, I can't, I can't help you with that. Just lie. Just lie. It'll be listen, okay. <laughs> listen, if you need help with that, stop spending so much time on planes. I will take that job for you. I will take the bullets, spend the time on the planes for you. I'm trying to get you, you think, beat up by everyone else, Joel. You think, you think Cody would just be like, yeah, Joel Pearl, 25, Ford Field, press box. Let's do it. 
Let's, do Let's it. go. Let's go. Are you? Are, <laughs> Let's have it go. I would love to watch Cody just be like, "Yeah, shut, who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> oh, maybe if I take off my glasses now, do I? And he goes, "Oh, I worked for you a few years ago, didn't I? I worked the Moose program on your show." And you go, "Oh, that's, that's me." Then you grab him and do a Canadian destroyer. I got to get that Scott Demore interview. I swear to God. I could, I could see. I mean, I, I don't think it's a secret. Like, you know, Mike Johnson's his boy. So, but he's always been very cordial to me. But then again, I don't know what floats around an impact. So now, now that I've got our best pal George Iceman hanging out, we're good. The ice, I got the Ice, ice Man, the other Ice Man. No, no, not the <laughs> other. <talking about>. Best. <laughs> we got, we got George. Okay, we got George. We're good. <laughs> What should my finish be if I were to come back to the ring, guys? That impaler is pretty good. I was about to say you've gotten praise for the impaler. Is that going to mess up like your back or anything though? Like Hell maybe you no. should. Okay. Listen, so I I have stenosis, and I had a cracked vertebrae, and it never got fixed, and I developed scar tissue, and it pushes down a nerve that runs down my arm. That's 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 my injury. I've been doing a lot of rehab and stuff like that, but. I also did my first training on zebra mats in a boxing ring. So anytime I get into a wrestling ring, it's like it's it feels like there's a little too much give and stuff when I step and stuff. I'm not quite used to that. I'll always be used to the firmness of a, of a boxing ring that is planked and has like no no give whatsoever to it. So if you ever see me in a wrestling ring, you'll notice I am not exactly sure footed. I never developed that. So. Like honestly, landing is pretty good. Of anything that hurt after that DDT, for some reason it was my knee. My knee was swollen. I don't know what happened. I was like, "What? The, what's going on here?" And then I'm like, "Well, I'm old, so there's that." <laughs> I haven't wrestled in five years. The executor. <laughs> That's good. I haven't wrestled in five years now uh, that people know about. I haven't wrestled that people know about since like six or seven years ago so there is a video of me on the internet wrestling a 10 minute 10 ish minute match in a mask and it has for some reason fifty thousand views and nobody knows it's me zero people know it's me i'm gonna ask you to link me to that video what i've told this story before one person has found it and knew it was me, and unfortunately, they passed away. Oh, I didn't do it, but <laughs> <laughs> they're they're no longer with us. R.I.P. But um, they they if you ever find it and you send it to me, I'll be like, yeah, that's me. What if you do? What if you do just like a crisp like clothesline as your finish? Just good old fashioned. I um, so I double clotheslined. Liam Crowley and Chris Van Vliet double clothesline. And I, I like jumped in the air a little bit. And I got to say, they looked pretty good. Both, both them and the clothesline looked good. But I did it because I wanted to be the big beefy boy in <laughs> wrestling media. I was a sirloin beef son of a bit. Let me tell you what pisses me off about Liam Crowley. He knows that's my turf and he shows up there being tall. I'm not okay with that. Him You're rolling t- his six foot four ass in there. He knows better than that. The first thing, I don't know if I've ever told this, but there, there's that worked photo we took 
uh, yeah. when we first met at, at uh, WrestleCade. The first time I ever met Sean in person was in the hotel lobby on 420 High Street. And he just comes up to me and we're about to shake hands. He's like, you're not taller than me. You're not taller than me. And he gets up on his tiptoes to make sure that he is taller than me. And then we take a worked photo where he's standing on a a, a bench that his, his wife takes. And he never, he posted that one and never posted the shoot photo because he lost it. That was the first time that I met. I lose it. I forgot all about it. I forgot all about it. Unfortunately, she still had it because she doesn't. She doesn't delete messages or anything. And you know, in my line of work, I got to get rid of everything. That way, right. that way, the ice man's not looking over my shoulder. <laughs> my scoops are, but um, there. It. I think my favorite part about that bit for those unfamiliar with that bit, Brad Shepard is a little bitch, and he would always be like, "Well, I'm I'm six foot six. So I would just lie and say I was six foot seven. And then I would just say I was taller than him. And it was great because it really, it, it legitimately upset him. And I am not one that is usually like, let me troll somebody to upset them. But he's a horrible person. So I was like, yeah, let me do this. And then the bit just never went away. At least 10 people made tall jokes to me this week. And I think my favorite part of that is when people meet me, they're sizing me up and looking at my shoes and they're like, what's he wearing? Is he standing on a different level than me? How tall is he actually? What's his posture like? It's very, very funny. I know there are people that when I meet them in person, they're like actually tall or not. And then it's very confusing for them because I am neither. I am not like comically short or comically tall at all. You're just an just average person. Just a guy, just a B plus player when it comes to height. Jag, yeah, just a guy. Yeah, my God. Yeah. Do you have anything else about Logan Wilson's re-signing? This is my show now. Oh, okay. The FMC now stands for Fightful Monday. (laughs) I don't even know what FMC stands for. Neither do they. Yeah, neither do we. It's just, just a show. First Family Mortgage Company. It used to be Friday morning coffee because the show was on Friday, but then it got moved to Tuesday, and so it just became first morning coffee. Fuck uh, so morning is, coffee! It, if oh, you wanted to stand for that, that is completely, completely no. fine. No. It's, that, it's legitimately first morning coffee. That's too many uh, F, F-bombs for, for me even, but... Yeah, we, uh, we, don't I, want, we don't want to mess up the algorithm too bad. While, while you get your brief call up to the main roster there, Carmelo's... Um, <laughs> I just want to say I legitimately do like this show. This is a show that I actually watch. I had I had Sorry. a good friend of mine say, hey, do you watch my show? And they said, and it's with so-and-so. And I said, well, I never, ever watch so-and-so. But I actually don't really watch wrestling podcasts. I watch this one. I tune into it fairly often. Um, honestly, one of my things that I always wanted was a morning show on Fightful, but if you've watched this show for any extended period of time, you know I ain't waking up for it every morning. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, thank you guys so much. Um, I appreciate you guys doing this on the main channel. Jeremy, thank you for your work this weekend. As always, Joel, big thank you for helping out with that interview uh, because, yeah, it, 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 meant a, it meant a lot to me because it was a very important interview to me. One of my probably top five most important interviews of my career. Uh, so check it out, guys. Hope you all enjoy. It's very good Thank chat. You. Glad I could work on it. Thank you for all the work you do, Sean yes. Rossap. You you work very hard. I know it is. A, it can be a tireless and thankless job. 
sometimes. But you're what the best. Over the last week makes you think that it's tiring <laughs> and thankless. Me you, calling you, you every day to complain. Can you point out one thing that I have I have been a part of over the last week that would be thankless or or tiring or anything? Well, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I, you haven't gotten the answer as to why Billy Gunn, you know, took off his boots in the middle of the ring and never came back. Oh, yeah, I know. Here's the answer. I have the answer. Oh well, then I want the answers. <laughs> Goodbye. This is what I get. I, I told you, me calling every day to complain about stuff is, is how I know it's a tireless and thankless job. Because if I'm going through it, chances are Sean is probably going through it. Uh, I, I know there's other stuff, but yeah, I, I did. It was a rough week. It was a long week, Joel Pearl. A long week. I I, I know. I ooh, yeah. listen. I we we talked about so much on and off of this show. So I, I hear you. I hear you. I agree with you. Um, did you see, by the way, our pal, Megabyte Ronnie, is going across the pond? Oh. I see a lot of what Megabyte Ronnie does. I see a lot of his food post. This man can eat. It's very... All of this food looks delicious. And I'm like, I would take two bites of that and just be full. And he eats this whole friggin plate by the way i love um i love ronnie and i love matt brannigan as well i'm forever like thankful for the they, they did that freaking oreo eating contest with me uh i love their friendship i, I saw one like brannigan posted something and ronnie's like hell yeah the, the hell yeah thing is so awesome it's so funny to me that was our, our headline for the oreo eating contest but uh they got a they got a really fun friendship on on twitter if you just follow both of them you can see their their bromance that they have going on it's uh it's fantastic but good on ronnie going across the pond i'm sure he's just gonna eat a bunch of food there well no so he tagged major league eating in it i haven't watched the video but they're doing the nathan's famous hot dog eating contest on the 26th of august okay in west sussex okay so i'm pretty sure that he was announcing that he's going to be a part of that good We'll triple check on it, but like I'm just looking on the Major League Eating website. He tagged them, and if he's saying going across the pond and the dates match up, that's pretty good. I would like should, to see him do that. You should be at all in. You just you should you should win the win the title at all in. What title? I don't know. I don't care. Just win the title. You know what? He should just be part of the stage set. Have it, have him on a double decker bus eating. Sting? Just eating. <laughs> just you know, yes, he's eating a giant smorgasbord bus. Okay, he's he's got to go from one from the bottom of the bus that has food all over it. He's got to eat what's in there. He's got to go upstairs to the double deck. He's got to eat on that. And then I don't know how he's going to spend the rest of the five hours of a five and a half hour show, but he will find a way to entertain us while on the bus at all in. Uh, I'm I'm for that. I am actually I'm 100% for that. Just Ronnie eating during matches, during entrances, just see how much he can eat during this the entire eight hour show that all in is is going to be and then have a meet at the press conference too it didn't work so well the last time someone like ate, ate much food during the press conference but just have ronnie there to to sit alongside tony and just eat food next to him maybe he'll share you want like i i'm for it I'm for i don't it. want him to share i want him to hoover everything and i want them to be like let's check in on ronnie after the first time <laughs> he's just like i'm done <laughs> and then we're just like 
Okay. You just keep feeding them, keep bringing them out food. And then at the end of the night, you announce how much food Ronnie was able to eat during all in. And then maybe it's got to be some type of world record of something like most food consumed during a wrestling show. I don't know who holds that record. I don't know if that's tracked at all, but we're going to get Ronnie this Guinness world record. All 59,000 pounds of it in a 50,000 arena. There you go. I'm getting Ronnie in the, in the Guinness book of world records. <laughs> Ryan Sullivan said as a super chat. Absolutely not. So I think you two should do a road trip together. I know the logistics make zero sense, but I just think it'd be hilarious. We have spent time in a car together, but there were other people there. So uh, there you go. You want to, you want to do that sometime? No, I don't want to do this show for six yeah. hours a week with you, Joel. Why would I want to be in a car with you? for that long where would we go who's controlling the rate you listen to the the awful music uh you know i I don't want to listen to your music you'd want to listen to like you actually like sean mentioned he doesn't listen to wrestling podcasts and stuff i don't either unless it's an interview because if it's an interview i I listen to try to work news on yeah yeah uh you listen to like wrestling podcasts and and stuff you'd want to listen to like wrestling podcasts i don't want to do any of that i really the thing is i really wouldn't because usually when i'm when i'm listening to a wrestling podcast that's a very like just me thing that's like i'm putting in my headphones and i'm doing stuff uh Mm. uh, if i'm if i'm out with people or if i'm like basically like i'll listen to music every other time and i'll just throw on my spotify liked playlist which is just a whole mishmash of different stuff whether it's stuff i've played in the past or music i like whatever it is like uh, yeah i try to mix it up i do listen to a lot of podcasts though yeah, I, I don't li- I don't like listening to podcasts. And Drew says I cannot listen to podcasts in the car. I'll listen to like live radio. Um, I, I've done a lot of driving this year, back and forth from Ohio to, to North Carolina. And I'll listen to that's actually where the idea of in the weeds was born on one of those drives. Because uh, I was listening to sports morning radio. And uh, I was like, Oh, this we should do this in the wrestling space. Um, and then, so there we go. I'll listen to like live sports stuff because I don't consume a lot of like NBA, NHL, NFL content during my, during my week. So when I'm driving, I'll listen to that. Uh, but otherwise it's music. And I listen, but I listen to like literally the same two artists the entire time. I don't want to listen to your music. It's fine. We would find a way. Listen, we could easily just not have anything playing in the car. And instead it's just us no. the entire okay. time you know what i'm not i'm not fully mad at that because i do like to talk when i'm in the car like i yeah. like to i like to be on the phone with people i call my my friend samer a lot and we'll have like just hour-long conversations because i'm not going anywhere um and we'll just talk about basketball the entire time i'm not mad at like just talking in the car i actually i i like doing that yeah so that's that's kind of what i would be all for because like eventually i don't know I, I just i like the conversation the conversation makes the the drive go by because when i was doing long drives with bands i would be sitting in the front usually doing navigator and i had to keep the driver up driver obviously can't sleep while everyone else is in the back and they're sleeping i don't sleep in cars much so i will just hang out in the front and we'll chat so same thing here we just chat about what probably a lot of the silly stuff we talk about here and eventually argue about wrestling so i think we're an hour and 10 in and we should probably talk about SummerSlam. we haven't talked anything about wrestling this entire friggin show i mean we have we had two people who were literally at SummerSlam, and we asked we're not sean anything as far as like the actual event of SummerSlam. we asked Haley a couple of questions we have not talked like 
any wrestling from SummerSlam weekend, which had SummerSlam and Collision. A very a good episode of Collision, yeah. by the way. I guess we got to talk wrestling now. Okay. All idea. right. Uh, yeah. sh- shout out to the chat, by the way, for being so cool and knowing that this is <laughs> this is a show that's not exactly all wrestling talk. Ryan's like, I don't even really listen to this for wrestling. <laughs> that's honestly, that's probably why Sean says he listens to us because we yeah. just don't do wrestling talk much of the time. It's we a, it's a cool high it. compliment. It's yeah. it's honestly like a, a high a high compliment. Like uh, I, I used to do a show with my my buddy Samer, and it was theoretically it was allegedly an MMA show. And then as our MMA fandom kind of waned, we just talked and bantered. And uh, one of the comments on it was, "It's good that you guys are very entertaining because you guys don't talk about any MMA." I was like, "That's a that's honestly a compliment that like you're listening to this when it's." Build as an MMA show, but we don't talk a whole lot of MMA, and you're still listening. So for the people who are here uh, listening to this show for the first time on the main channel, uh, we do this show three times a week on FightFloverBook.com, 10 a.m. to to noon Eastern. And we do generally talk more wrestling than we have today. Uh, But yeah, a lot of times we just kind of wander off onto topics and like Joel said, it's very morning morning show energy. If you listen to any morning show in the sports landscape, yeah, they talk about sports, but when you're trying to fill two, three hours, and of course they got ad breaks and things like that, when you're trying to fill that, you can't just be talking about sports that entire time. You just got to talk about life and in general. And I'll, I'll peel back the curtain as we like to do. Uh, Joel Pearl and I are kind of sort of friends and we we don't fully dislike each other until he's wrong on this show, and I got to yell Stop. at him and cook him Stop. and set, cook him, cook him. That's what I was doing on Friday, cooking him. Uh, I got to set him straight. But we are friends, and we have similar life commonsies that we we like talking about on this show. So hopefully, people enjoy it. All right, let's let's talk about some actual wrestling here joel we don't have to get too deep in the weeds <laughs> no i want to i want, want to. to okay well i mean yeah. listen do you want to start at the top do you want or do you want to start at the beginning no. of the with the ricochet stuff no i don't want to go through you know i don't like doing i don't want to do match by match either no. but I, but it's stuff that we want to headline or not headline but spotlight that's also on thursdays on the main channel uh is there anything that you want to spotlight from the show yeah. outside of the main event maybe you would start with cody and brock no no okay we're gonna you, start you, okay we're gonna start with you being wrong sure Pearl. What you, where That's where we're going to start. Go ahead. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler did not end in a five-second knee to the face as Jeremy Lambert wanted. That's right. Because Joel Pearl was crying on Friday saying, I don't want that. I want them to do a fight. I want them to do their simulated fight. It's going to be so much better. It's going to be great. This was not good. This fake fighting nonsense that they try to do. They didn't understand the rules. They're doing 10 counts. They're doing, here's the referee coming in. Let's check on. And then Ronda's shoving the official away. It wasn't good. The crowd didn't like it. Crowd either silent, turned on it, go away heat, full on go away heat. This would have been a million times better if it was a five second flying knee KO. Because then the crowd would be like, oh. Oh shit, that just happened. You get that spectacular moment, and then Rhonda is out sleeping, and then Baszler is all excited and jacked up. She's doing uh, uh, backflips off of the top uh, off of the top rope like she's just a Gaethje and everything. This would have been so much better as a flying knee five second KO. But congratulations, Joel. You got your fake MMA fight, and it was awful. You know what it was? 
and I and I did expect more. I didn't think it was very good. Uh, I think they they thought we you know what we can get away with. We can get we can get away with a sparring session or like a like a like a a, a practice session, a training session on the mats and like they'll eat it up they'll love it and yada yada because these people don't they don't like mma they don't watch mma but the reality was it just didn't it didn't translate well you're right it wasn't a good match it wasn't a good it was never it was, going it to translate fine. well it was fine for a technical if you like technical mma hold for hold yada 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 it was fine it wasn't great but it just doesn't translate well to an uh, 50,000 people in a stadium trying to watch what was going on it was similar you know what it, okay i don't want people to misunderstand me when i say this but when danielson tapped out okada the room in toronto was like it took a minute for them to understand what happened and here when when rousey was out and they rang the bell the crowd was like five seconds later it's like oh okay we're, we're happy it's over but my point of all this is when you do a submission finish like we've talked about there is a 50 50 chance of the audience getting the reaction that you expect in the AEW match that i just mentioned with danielson and okada it had the desired effect where people caught on and where they were they were all about it in the ronda and baszler match it did not have the intended effect people were just happy it was over wasn't a good match, but I again I watched it and I was just like, okay, I think they're trying to do an MMA fight, an MMA not an MMA fight, but just an MMA training session on the mat and make it look like an exhibition. But it just doesn't translate well, and it doesn't work for that crowd of people. They wanted the flying knees and everything you talked about. They wanted the entertainment aspect. I get that, but it was more like if you're gonna put two people in the ring who are not sparrers, which you and I again talked about then you can't fake the sparring and, you know, you can't make that look good because they never did in the first place. So there's just got to be something better. And it wasn't that. It was That's never it. going to translate well because so Ryan says fake MMA doesn't work because MMA is boring if you know the people aren't actually trying See? to win. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, wrestling does not do MMA all that well like for for the most part it rarely doesn't come off that well like the striking and the hitting is is something that obviously wrestling fans enjoy but you can't do that if you're trying to do mma in a wrestling match because when you're trying to hit somebody in mma you're trying to knock them out where in wrestling you're not actually going to very rarely are you going to do that type of like big time knockout Bloodsport does it well because josh barnett understands this stuff and it's also, and here's here's why I said the flying knee would work better. Bloodsport can do it well because they can do the grappling because it's a smaller venue who understands what is happening in that. When you have this big arena full of stuff, I've been to MMA shows, Joel. I, I, I used to cover MMA. I've sat in the stands. I've sat at the press box, and it's a lot. It's it's a lot of casual MMA fans. It's a lot. Of, there's the famous just bleed guy it's a lot of people who literally just want the knockouts they want the heavy striking exchanges they want the blood when they go to the ground and there's like submission stuff and whatnot people are just like ah uh, okay when are they gonna stand back up type of things if it's done really well people get that people like that it's not gonna be done really well in mma or in wrestling because they know it's not real sorry um like it, it's not oh. they know that 
they know that this submission hold, like typically in an MMA fight, when you get an arm bar, it's an immediate tap. You're not, oh, let me try to fight it. Let me wiggle around all of this kind of stuff. That's why I said the flying knee would work best because you got all these wrestling fans. Maybe some of them are MMA fans, but the all these wrestling fans, if they've seen an MMA clip, it's probably some spectacular knockout. They probably ain't seen a lot of these great submission type of things. So you give them this quick knockout, something spectacular, something awesome, and the crowd goes just crazy because it's like, oh shit, didn't expect that because nobody wanted an elongated match between Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. They didn't want an elongated match if they did a wrestling match. They certainly didn't want an elongated thing when they're doing fake MMA. When they're both MMA fighters, they both have an MMA background and could do a real fight. But of course, they're not going to do that in wrestling. I was right. I should have booked this match. I would have been, they, they would have given me the awards for Booker of the Year on a five-second match had I given, been given the pencil on this. I would have booked this spectacularly. I would have been right. I would have had time for Becky and Trish as well. And Joel Pearl, you were wrong. I hope you enjoyed your your bad Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler MMA fight. Congratulations. Was this the first time Rousey tapped out in WWE ring? Probably. I don't think she, she got pinned by Becky. It's not like she's lost a ton of she matches. Has, she has been pinned. But I feel yeah. like there was a lot of stake in... For a while, I'm not saying up on, on Saturday, but there was a lot of stake put into the idea of who was going to submit Ronda Rousey in WWE. Was there? I, there was for a while. There was. I'm not saying in this match there was, but I'm saying at one point, going into the whole WrestleMania talk from this past year, going to 39, there was talk about like who's going to get Rousey and is it going to be, you know, who's going to get the first submission on Rousey, yada, yada, yada. That was a conversation that did persist. Um, but I'm pretty sure that this was and someone in the chat might tell me otherwise but i'm pretty sure this is the first time that rousey tapped out in wwe uh at which point i wish they would have made a bigger deal of that because you're gonna do it in an mma rules fight which is probably the excuse that you can use as to why she you know she tapped out uh or passed out she didn't even tap out so it's it, again it, it, no it wasn't a good match it wasn't it wasn't the right match for the room uh going back to what she said about blood sport yeah absolutely what happens at blood sport is much more to the room because they play to that room and you know what you're getting also if you could take the roof the ropes off for that mma fight that they did on on saturday maybe you would have had a little a little extra sizzle not much it would have i don't know uh it just listen wasn't a great match i expected more most people expected more we got what we got y'all wrong grappling just two people grappling and doing submission tie up no no do a five second flying knee knockout and everybody would have been satisfied it would have been great everybody who expected more here's all i can tell you about that you should have just listened to me because i was right what do you think about brock ripping his jorts his shorts (laughs) (laughs) were we right about that or were we right about i don't know listen cody winning uh match was good the end you know triple h swearing up and down that brock went into business for himself and raised cody's hand and i'm sitting there just being like "Mm, come on come on and i said ufc brock is back because brock has never shown that kind of respect in a ring outside of ufc what do you think of the match what do you think of uh what do you think of cody now what do we do with cody rhodes now that he's got to find something new to talk about on monday night raw cody overcame the adversity of brock lesnar Good, good for him. He got beat up the entire match and then made his comeback and won. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. You know, there's something everybody praises Brock. Everybody who's been in the ring with Brock praises Brock. And 
just says like how he gets it and how good he is and everything. Like, I think it's a secret at this point. If you're tired of the Brock act, I get that, but man, everyone enjoys working with him for the most part. There's, there's an exception, a WrestleMania exception. Uh, But for the most part, everyone seems to enjoy working with him. Everyone seems to understand what it means to work with him. Certainly Cody, Cody does. It was a a Brock Lesnar Cody match. They told the story of the adversity, everything. Cody won. I'm much more interested. the The post match thing was was cool. Everybody's like, "Oh, this is the endorsement that Cody needed." John John Cena gave Cody the endorsement. Like, okay, he got the endorsement from from Brock. Like, great, cool. I want to know what the follow up is, and and we're gonna find out here tonight. I assume. I assume Cody's gonna be on the show in some capacity. They haven't announced anything. Uh, at least that, that I've seen as of this morning, they haven't announced anything. Maybe some type of follow-up. What is it for Cody? Does he feud with judgment day? Um, he's already beat Dominic, but Balor and priest are still out there. Does he go after Rollins and, and that title? I, he said at the, I believe in the press conference in one of the 3 million interviews Cody did this past week of, you know, if you win the, the world heavyweight title, does it like devalue, going for the wwe title um and he said no like it's just it's a side quest it doesn't devalue anything um so maybe he does go after that title maybe he goes after rollins does he go after gunther i don't i don't know i don't know what where cody goes from here but it's got to be something that kind of keeps momentum going uh, going into Pittsburgh and then going into a, a payback and then going into uh, certainly Survivor Series where I assume they'll have a pretty big match at Survivor Series. Cody is advertised for tonight on his socials. Uh, the calendar. Yeah. We talked he about the calendar. Yeah, 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 but he's making he's making this town. He's there in Minneapolis tonight, so uh, he'll he'll be there. Uh, yeah, the, again, the match was fine, and uh, it just you know, Cody gets his his win. He beats the adversity. What's next for Cody? We find out tonight. Uh, but yeah, now. Brock is done, and that's that's it. Uh, go find your barbed wire bat, and uh, we move on. So, <laughs> LA Knight gets his big win. I don't think we have to go anywhere further than that. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Rollins and Balor before we talk about the bloodline. Oh, I guess we got to talk about the women's match. What, wait, wait, let's get quickly into uh, Rollins and Balor. The, uh, the end was uh, really the, just everything with Judgment Day. That was the big story. Yeah, best match on the show. Uh, fant- fantastic match. Rollins won. I know people were kind of split on should Rollins win, should uh, should Balor win, and then they got as uh, Finn said, all the candy, all the toys. Um, but but Rollins won. There's the dissension in Judgment Day of what happens. I think that's going to be. It feels like it's going to kind of be the story on Raw, and that's why I'm curious as to what Rollins and Cody do because Judgment Day will have sort of the kind of infighting stuff right now and then do they in fights and but also they still got outwardly stuff to to accomplish priest still has the briefcase dominic is still the nxt north american champion which i know they don't do they recognize on raw but it's not like they go full bore with all of that on raw um so yeah where, where does judgment day go with the the infighting kind of stuff how does balor react does balor put together a new group do they do they bring back the google man for for balor's group here i I think that's the the big thing coming out of this match and i don't want to say it made the world heavyweight title feel less important uh but the the story coming out was the infighting with judgment day is there a world where you could see because they spent so much time telling the balor story going after the world heavyweight championship and now we need to refocus on rhea ripley 
right? We need to figure out what's going on with Rhea. Uh, we can we can assume that Raquel Rodriguez is next because they didn't do the match and it was a match that people were talking about happening. Raquel is seemingly fine. It's not an actual injury. Uh, if we get there, is there a world where the Judgment Day are backing up Rhea just like Rhea would be, say, backing up Dominic or Finn or appearing in their matches? Is, is Would that make sense? Would that be a draw? Would that be interesting? I mean, Rhea is the leader of the group, so I'm all for her taking uh, a bigger presence. But the draw is is Priest in the briefcase right now and how Balor feels about that. I mean, I think Rhea is the draw, by the way. But the story is Priest in the briefcase and how Balor feels about that. Because Balor had two opportunities to win the title against a, a longtime rival, a man who cost him his first reign as universal champion. And they, I did like the callbacks on that, you know, Balor had the seven on his shoulder and everything. Like I, I did get, yeah, I thought this was the best match on the show, but now Balor's failed twice and he's failed twice kind of because of priest kind of because priest came down, got it, got in the way and tease cash again and stuff. So how does Balor look at priest? Does Balor support priest in going after the title? Does he help him? Does he now kind of thwart priest when priest is thinking about, um, when Priest is thinking about, you know, cashing in, we'll see. And like you said, they could always uh, have Balor leave and join a new group or form a new group. And uh, if Balor leaves, does uh, his big-headed uh, counterpart replace him? I mean, we, we shall see. Absolutely. Uh, women's title match. This one had a lot going on. Let me tell you, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair wins the women's heavyweight, the women's world title. No, the women's title, the undisputed WWE women's title, even though there are two of them. Uh, she wins the title after feigning an injury, having an injury. Her knee was hurt. She comes back in the match. She has yeah. her own adversity. We'll talk about the injury stuff. Uh, she gets the win. Very clever finish. Love the figure eight turning into the roll-up pin. Very fun stuff. Asuka comes in, spits the mist in Charlotte's face. Asuka goes for the kick, misses the kick. Bianca turns it into the, to the pin. And then the big news is EO Sky comes out, cashes in her money in the bank briefcase, and wins the WWE Undisputed Women's Championship. I uh, thought the match was, was fun. It was a little clunky at times, but at the end of it, again, that finish more than made up for it. Bianca's injury, that was... Uh, I, I kind of sat there and I was just like, it's not for me. I knew what was coming at that point. It kind of, and I like when they do that stuff. Yeah. Well, what do you think of the, the entirety of the whole scenario, everything until EO sky won and raised that title. I, I enjoyed EO's cash in. That, that was fun. Um, damage control has had a lot of ups and downs over, over the past year. Uh, I mean, they were formed a year ago at, at SummerSlam and, and Bailey, all of them really kind of talked about it at the press conference of like, yeah, there's been, there's been a lot there. There should have been times where they were probably more dominant than they, they were. I thought at one point they should have held when EO and Dakota were the tag champs. I thought Bailey should have been, um, the, the, uh, world ch- or the women's champ as well. I thought she should have beaten Bianca and she didn't. And so they lost steam at various points and other times they looked like, Oh, okay. They're, they're an actual threat. It was a good moment for EO. <sighs> Some, and I'm not trying to sound too, too harsh here, but you got, you book it as Bianca overcoming this adversity with the knee injury, big baby face win type of thing. And it's like, Oh, cool. Like Bianca, we're cheering her. She overcame all of that. This is, this is fantastic. And then we, um, and then, so she gets her big moment. Then EO with Bailey, 
who's supposed to be a heel, I believe, comes in and cashes in, and like she still gets cheered. And you know, sometimes like the moments overshadow the storytelling. And sometimes that's WWE's fault. Sometimes it's just it's not the fans' fault. It's just what they're reacting to and everything. Uh, but everybody was happy for the moment for EO. When the story is more of like she capitalized on and injured Bianca Belair to to win that title, and you know they're 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 bad guys. Io's not a good person for doing this, but she was cheered like she's a good person. So what's really funny to me is Bianca takes to her socials and reposted the uh, the infographic that someone posted that she is now the woman with the longest reigning title. Uh, in title reign in, in modern history and the shortest. So she had fun with that. I'm sure she, she has a good laugh over that. And uh, the EO stuff, I, there was, I agree with you by and large, but there were a couple things that I just want to production wise point out. I love that she gets in the ring. She gives the briefcase. She's sitting on the top rope, just waiting and waiting and waiting for the, the announcement to go that EO sky is cashed in. And she's like, ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell. And so eventually they ring the bell and then she hits the over the moon salt and that's fine. Uh, she gets the win. They do the big celebration. Dakota Kai comes in and they, they hug it out again. They're a bunch of heels, but you're right. It's a very strange scenario because everyone's cheering. And then you've got EO alone in the ring after everything had happened. And she's, doing her kind of like aloof thing where she's doing a bit of the dance and the move in her head. And she's looking around for the floor director. I don't know if people know this or have seen this, but like she's looking for the floor director to see if they're still on the air, if she has to do anything, if they're in a replay, she's very lost in the moment, which it's not bad because her character allows for that. Uh, it was still in the end. It's a good moment for EO sky. People are excited. There's a lot of news that's, that's coming over the next few months with women in, in WWE uh, and, We'll see where it runs, but I guess now Bianca is going to either get real pissed and come back in a few weeks in a really nice suit, or EO is going to have a challenger of like her sisters, Bailey and well, not Dakota, but Bailey is, is like, is that where we're going next? Or is it going to be Charlotte and EO is going to be Oscar and EO? What, what's the next play? Because EO is going to get cheered on Friday. Most likely Charlotte did not lose in this match. Uh, Asuka took a pen. Bianca took a pen. The queen, hashtag bow down, stay the queen. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Music and Moon Salter, Paul Chris says, I had a few moments of FOMO, Cody's entrance, EO's cash in, but the main event made me feel like I made a good choice not buying a ticket to SummerSlam. Uh, let's yes, this. let's talk about it. Reigns, Uso, they did everything we asked them not to do in one match, and that included the turn. Jimmy Uso shows up. You know what the dead giveaway was for me, by the way, that it was Jimmy, other than the fact that it was very clearly going to be Jimmy? It was the white shoes. <laughs> when I saw he was wearing the same shoes as his brother in the match, I was like, oh, Jimmy. And so, uh, yeah, the, Jimmy comes out. He has, uh, he's got the bandana covering his face. And he's got the hoodie. It's all pulled tight. Comes out, blasts Jay in the face with a super kick. Uh, Roman Reigns gets the win, retains the title. One thing I found interesting, by the way, at the reveal is Paul Heyman is in the background almost looking like a puppet master. I think the story will be that Roman and Paul spoke to Jimmy while he was out and had a few conversations about Jimmy being either next in line or Jimmy being the next tribal chief or Jimmy being the one who deserves all the, the opportunities that Jay has taken from Jimmy. I hated the way that this ended. I'm looking forward to how they explain it because I do think that they'll find a way to make it interesting, but I just think they, they just had a big whiff 
on SummerSlam. Just a swing and a miss. Well, it's only the bottom of the third. A lot of extra innings. A lot of innings to get through. It's okay if you strike out. out. Shout out to Bill Pritchard from WrestleZone for taking the question that I would put out there and asking it for us. Wonderful, wonderful man. <laughs> I, I was looking for the quote from, I think Triple H said it, or Roman said it before, uh, after WrestleMania when he said it's the third inning. Um, I was looking for that quote, and I stumbled upon the quote where Roman said in November 2022 that they were in the bottom of the third. So the the third inning quote actually goes back to November of last year, not WrestleMania. Like it, it goes back that far. It's a bit at this point. They know it's a bit at this point. What inning are they actually in? No idea. You know, FIFA Select reported, "Hey, when's this going to end? Whenever Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns fucking say is when this is going to end." All right, let's actually talk about what actually what happened on television. I just want Go sorry ahead. before we get there. I just want to point out one of my favorite parts about them using the baseball reference is that baseball can drag and baseball yeah. can go like that so like the bottom of the third reference is actually really smart because in a blink of an eye you can be in the top of the seventh and like the game's almost over and there's a walk-off waiting to happen at the top of the ninth like or yeah whatever you know bottom what I mean. of the ninth. Bottom you can't have a walk-off you you're can't right have a walk-off you're the bottom right of the, yeah. or the top of the ninth yes you're right i haven't been to a baseball game in a little while but the point is you can have it end like that in the bottom of the ninth after a whole slew of nothing innings so i like the reference for that sake it just makes sense go ahead talk about the match sure but if the bottom of the third is lasting from november to august i've been to games that have been long as hell because of it i get it that's a very 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 long inning um the jimmy yeah right when he pulled them out i the wife and i were watching i was like oh it's jimmy i didn't think because of the shoes i just thought it because well who else would it be at that point? I'm in agreement with you in that they will make this make sense. They have enough material, whether it's Jimmy calling himself the tribal chief, uh, which he did. He did that in the, the Kevin Owens semi Zayn feud. He said, I'm the tribal chief. Whether it's Jay running him down and saying, like, I stepped up when you were out, like that was a blessing in disguise, whether it's even stuff that wasn't fully on television of like, Hey, Jay didn't really visit me in the hospital. Roman checked in on me every day. Heyman checked in me on me every day. Whether it's the, the elders saying, you know, Rikishi famously did it for the rock. Maybe Jimmy is famously doing it for Roman. I did it for Roman. I did it for the, the elders. Like maybe that is, that is what happened. With, with Jimmy, maybe Jimmy, whether they do jealousy of, of Jay, whether they do, he didn't believe in Jay. And he's like, I didn't think you could carry the family like Roman could carry the family. Like I could carry the family. They got a lot of ways they could play this, right? They'll make it make some type of sense. And they'll do a 20 minute promo where everybody in the back is like, Oh man, they went five minutes over time and everybody on Twitter is like, oh, they brought it back around. This is cinema. This is great type of thing. They'll they'll make this make some sense on this. Jimmy was out uh with a knee injury during the the pandemic, and then this injury was a fake injury to just get him off TV to do Jay. Um so they'll make this sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. Okay. 
I would say they'll, they'll make this make sense. You, you can go ahead before I, I continue. Someone had mentioned online about Jimmy and Jay's history during the bloodline story. And because you mentioned someone asked about the injury and you answered during the injury, the actual legitimate injury that Jimmy had when they brought him back, Jimmy and Jay basically traded like re- Jimmy cost Jay a bunch of times yeah. because it was, Oh man, I'm trying to remember. One was the, the, the towel being thrown in. And the other time was you had Jimmy, in the guillotine and Jay had to say, I quit to have Roman end the match and retain essentially. So like Jimmy continues to cost Jay. So this was just another time where Jimmy cost Jay. Do I wish it had been the other way around in this case? And Jay had been the one to turn on Jimmy. Sure. But Jimmy's not in the spot that Jay is in terms of popularity and just like the overall connection that the crowd has made with him yet. So uh, I I do think it's interesting. Again, we talk about long-term storytelling uh, across multiple different companies. And I think it's worthwhile to mention when you've got a storyline that's been going for three plus years, there are certain things that are dropped in the story being told but it's important to kind of pick up those things once in a while to, to think on them. Uh, and this is one of those times. They got enough material. Uh, and, and Scott George says, didn't Jimmy turn on Roman first? Yeah. He, he super kicked him at, yeah. at night of champions and, and did all that. And that's where you can just say like, he wanted to be the tribal chief. He, he thought he was the one to take him out. And then he got injured in this part and Jay was the one like he was the one who who did that all first and then jay comes in at tries to act like the hero and jimmy doesn't like that and so jimmy's like no you you're always the one coming in trying to save the day i'm i'm sick of that this is not about you this is about me for once type of thing at least in the wrestling sphere i know the the high school stuff and, and everything but like in the wrestling sphere, this is about me god joe jimmy's also the hothead Jimmy's yeah. Jimmy when he came back was like I know one's bitch and that was a whole thing the fall in line story with Jimmy. It, it, we're doing this again where Jimmy probably was like no 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 I can't let Jay win because if Jay wins then Jay's in charge and I'm not going to be you know pushed around by my little brother. It's one of those like a bit, and and you got the solo thing the solo connection is going to be a whole other can of worms for them eventually too. So I'm, I'm looking, again, this is why I'm looking forward to how they tell the story, because there are a lot of breadcrumbs on the floor, but just the way we got to it on Saturday, I think people were expecting uh, a lot more and just a lot different, because Jimmy turning was just like, oh, why do we have to do this? Like, why, why now? Why can't we have something else? It just felt, it felt a little weird and played out. And that's sort of my complaint on this you know people again are down on things because they didn't like the finish they didn't like the turn they don't think it makes sense they'll they'll do their 20 minute promos and people will come back around on it cyclops is better than logan kind of says that as people saying the bloodline jumped the shark and is stale they said the same thing when drew lost and sammy then cody but the ratings and attendance keep going up and the bloodline story stays good i don't know about the the ratings intense probably still stay good and the bloodline definitely has something to do with that um i'm talking personal interest here uh i they'll make it good all these guys are, are good in this role they they know this story They'll they'll figure out this story. They'll pick up whatever they the breadcrumbs they've dropped or however they need to tie loose ends together to make this kind of make sense. Here's my issue with things. I don't need it at the end of a 40 minute elongated nonsense match. And then, you know, we talked about the these Roman matches and how a lot of them just don't hit for me because the first half just does not matter. 
And then you're just waiting for the ref bump. You're waiting for the run in. And it's the same same thing every single time. Oh, here comes Solo. Even though apparently Tribal Combat, they're not supposed to get involved. But here comes Solo to get involved. Here comes Jimmy to get involved. I would have been much, one, cut this match in half. I... 40 minutes too long for any wrestling match. I don't care if it's, you know, Kata Danielson. I don't like any wrestling match that's 40 minutes. Um, cut it in half. And then on top of that, just give me a different beat with these matches. I would have just much preferred, much preferred. You don't even have to do this turn because the turn did feel, even though I think they'll make it make sense, it felt a little shock value on stuff and you know fine you want to do some shock value to do some shock value okay nobody thought jimmy was gonna win or jay was gonna win right like nobody's really picking jay even though people are like hey this guy you know this will be a moment this would be great the 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 support for him wasn't there the same way it was there for sammy and and cody uh, at least in my estimation, maybe I'm, I'm misreading things. It was similar to Drew levels, maybe even a little below Drew levels. Um, but it was around that level. Cody was really high because it was Mania and everything. And Sammy was really high because uh, uh, they were in Montreal and everything. And the, the story was so good with Sammy. It wasn't there for Jay. So I thought Jay was going or Jay was going to lose. Roman was going to win. Why not just have Roman beat him clean? okay, you take the air out of the building, but they're going to take the air out of the building with Roman winning regardless. Roman just beats him clean. You don't need to do all these finish. Roman just proves he's the better person. That's it. He beat him. Jay, you lost. Get over it. And then Jimmy can come back on SmackDown and you can tell a very similar story of, look, man, you had your shot. You've always had these shots. I've been out. It's my turn. It's my turn to step up and go after roman and then maybe jay is still jealous of things and jay is like nah like i want one more shot like you know we can do it and then jimmy can super kick him or whatever you want to do all i wanted was just a different type of match from this and it was at the end of this long show a 40 minute match with the shock value turn it wasn't for me it it, it just this match this finish it just it was not for me. That is my biggest issue with this. Not the not the turn itself. Fine. You want to do that? Cool. Wherever you go from that, I, I trust them to to make it make some sense because they've shown these these particular players, this particular story, they've shown they can do really well with it. And they're gonna get the time to do really well with it. But man, that they, these matches, they gotta change. They gotta change. They ain't good gonna change his name to roman sorkin because he's the master of the walk and brawl the walk and brawl shot that's his match the the walk and fights you know aaron sorkin no. did you ever watch west wing no west wing was he did the walk and talk segments and that's how you moved the story forward roman does the same i thing. watched i watched newsroom didn't aaron sorkin write that he did newsroom. that was a very good show i like newsroom and way too early yeah anyway yeah, but, I, that that, but that's, really what he, that's what roman is now roman the the main event roman is walk and and talk and brawl and that's there's a place for that but it doesn't translate well to something like we just talked about it's just it was swing and a miss like i said it was not not the best match they could have had uh and now they gotta now they gotta pick it up 
they got to pick up the story and they got to make it make sense again. So I'm sure they will. Uh, we got a few minutes left, so let's transition over to AW. We can go over time, and if you can go over time, Joel, and not, not as not as easily today. It's a yeah. it's a it's a holiday Monday, so the daycares are closed. What a holiday? What holiday is it? So so one thing that Canada loves to do is, especially in the summertime, give a holiday every single month so that there's at least one long weekend per month. So this is the uh, this this one's called Simcoe Day in Toronto, but it's called other it's called Civic Holiday, and it's just like it's like a bank holiday. It's just banks are closed, like the my local mall is open. That's where I shot that little ten o'clock teaser saying go watch the show. Yeah, it, it stuff's open, but like the daycare is closed. So yeah, Canada's weird. Oh, tell me about it. It is, but y'all are going back to school in like a week. We're we still yeah, have the rest that's of the weird month. too. Look, I'm not defending the United States, God forbid, but you know, Canada just say hey, let's just throw a random holiday in here, eh? So yes, I want to I want to give enough time to AEW, but we can we can go over, but not too much because I I do have to get out. There's no raw preview because there is no yeah. raw preview. So <laughs> let's talk preview. about yeah. Collision. Like you said earlier, it was a really really good show. Uh, I got a chance to finally sit down and watch it properly last night into this morning. That tag title match between Big Bill and Brian Cage against FTR was solid stuff. The big news, obviously, coming out of that is uh, FTR have officially challenged the Young Bucks to a third match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships in London at All In. What do we think of the match? What do we think is happening? Well, the, the, the tag match that happened on Saturday. And talk to me about All In and London and FTR and the Bucks. I thought the tag match on Saturday was largely good. Um, I don't think it was as good as the previous FTR matches on collision there's just a couple of uh of rough spots this is not to say it was bad or anything but in comparison to the bullet club and the mjf adam cole matches i didn't think it was on that level that's all um as far as the i'll, I'll kind of group this when it comes to all in so we had the ftr challenge and we had the samoa joe challenge to cm punk all in the build is seemingly shaping up to be more about the history play than what we've seen on television. Cause FDR and the young bucks haven't done anything together for like a year, but there's enough history there to where it's like, let's do this match. It's big. Samoa Joe and punk have done stuff on TV. So it's a little bit more uh, what you've seen, but the last time we saw it, I mean, punk won, but then Joe beat him up. So it makes sense that Joe would want to try to get that win back and everything, but you're, they're playing off the history, their ROH history and their decades of history together more than what they're playing off of on television because on television they haven't interacted since punk won and then joe beat him up joe's been doing roh stuff punk's calling himself the real world champion type of thing like they're just playing off the, the history on that and that is completely completely fine i get that you when you have this history to play off of it's smart to do it because the the immediate build of stuff is lacking and and it's been lacking with with this show and that's why they they're trying to go with these plays, you know, 20 days out because the actual what they've done on TV hasn't exactly been there. Um, so they're, they're trying to make the best of it with all out their big matches. They're, they're going to do well. These are matches people are excited to see. Um, I'm not even downplaying that. Like people are excited to see these matches. I think everybody wants to see young bucks FCR three. I think everybody wants to see uh, punk and Joe again. So they're big matches. They're just playing off the overall history of, of of wrestling, essentially. If you do Punk and Joe and Punk gets the win, uh, I heard this, I think it was on Grapsity. They, they had a really good call. And it was the idea that Punk comes out after 
MJF and Cole and brings out his title, raises it high in the air. Yeah. MJF raises his title way up high in the air, and we just set it all out. That's the that's the main event for all out right there. What do you think of that? That's uh, to me, that's the perfect way to go off the air in London. That's what SP3 and I talked. And by the way, SP3 uh, filled in last Monday. He called this exactly. He said, "All in, you do MJF, Adam Cole, you do CM Punk, Samoa Joe, you have the winners." Get do the confrontation at the end of the night. That's your main event for all out to unify the title. So, um, yeah, SB3 is actually someone who who said that last Monday on on our show of the exact matches and the confrontation and to to build to to all out. So, yeah, um, it seems like that's that would be the way to go. And we even discussed it a little bit, uh, uh, you and I last week as well, because they're once MJF and Cole was made official, they obviously weren't doing the unification match at all in. So how do you, what do you do for all out? Oh, you do a unification match. What do you do? Oh, you do MJF and CM Punk because that was where you went off the air last all out of MJF coming back to confront CM Punk. And then everything happened in the press conference that happened. So it feels like all in is going to be the spectacle and then all out will be the story time. And that's, yes. okay. yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, again, I'm looking forward to, where the build lies because we still have a lot more matches to add. Uh, Statlander and Mercedes Martinez. I got to call that out because I liked that match. I'm a, I'm an unabashed Mercedes Martinez fan have been for a very, very long time. Uh, love the match. Diamante coming out to, uh, to second Martinez after it during the beatdown, and then running Willow Nightingale down Willow and Chris have a background. So that helps Diamante and Martinez obviously also have a background uh, that that's fun. That's a, that's a tag match that I'm looking forward to see. And then I'm hoping that they turn it into a TBS title match down the line. It could even be a fatal four way. I'd be fine with that too. It all in. Uh, what do you think of the match? What do you think of the TBS title and where it goes? It was, it was a very good match. I like the, we talked about it with the women's division pick who you want to plan around, build around, and build around them. And that's what they've done so far with Statlander and Mercedes from the previous week with Mercedes uh, coming out and then Willow making saves. And now Diamante is added to the mix. They've seemingly for the time being picked these four women to build something with them Now, where they go, how they keep it up. That's, that's up to Tony Khan and whoever else is making decisions on, on collision. They've got a core there and Willow's been kind of there the entire time. Cause that's where she won the Owen uh, Statlander's kind of on both shows. Mercedes makes sense being on collision. Cause she's doing ROH stuff as well. And Diamante also kind of doing ROH stuff. Uh, so she's now appearing on collision too. Thunder Rosa. Whenever she gets back in the mix will be on collision as well. So they've kind of picked the people they want to sort of build. And now you got to just, keep riding with that and continue to feature them kind of weekly and not have them just off television for three weeks at a time. It's like, Oh, okay. What are we doing? Tony storm was also on collision this week. I thought her new character was really fun. You know, I expect she'll be kind of on dynamite as well, but maybe she will appear more on collision because juice is on collision more than dynamite. So I imagine they want to keep their travel schedules kind of in sync and in line. I, she looked Tony storm looked like a thirties, film starlet that i just couldn't put my finger on i was trying to think of like what blonde film star did she look like someone in the chat maybe knows but you know you know who i gotta ask i gotta ask rj city he'll know right away now rj city rj city might have given her the idea to to look like this tony storm big movie star now she's in the mildred burke movie so she's just playing off of that 
Good for her. I'm glad she did that. Maybe she's just playing her character now in AEW and hoping people don't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Lee Johnson turned heel and then came back in a, tri in a trio's title match and suddenly yeah. wasn't heel again? Yeah. Uh, really the big news coming out of that CMFTR versus House of Black for the trio's titles next week on Collision. Uh, big match. What happens to the trio's titles? Because I don't think these three uh, at CMFTR are going to be walking out with those titles. I don't think so either, which... And you gotta pin somebody. Are you pinning CM Punk? Or yeah, you are you Cash? <laughs> What's that? You pin Cash? I guess so, but I don't like pinning your AEW tag team champions. Like I just, I don't, I don't like these guys losing on on this, especially when we're heading to big matches for All In. So it's a it's a weird match to kind of book, and I'm very curious to see sort of where they go. With it, does do the young bucks cost FTR? Does Ricky cost them? Uh, does Samoa Joe cost it? I, I think that might be the play. Honestly, is brawl. I don't know about yeah brawl, whatever it might be, but the play might be that um, you know Samoa Joe said you got one week. If you make me wait until next week, you're gonna regret that, and I'm gonna force you to do it. So the play might be. CM Punk has not given Samoa Joe his answer. Here comes Samoa Joe during this match to make sure they don't win the trios titles. That's that's the best scenario I can come up with. Yeah, that, that, that's totally fair. Now, really, here's the biggest the biggest news of the entire show. Christian Cage did the right <laughs> thing. Rolled. Christian Cage getting his daughter kicked out. That's perfect. I said this on the, on the internet. If you ever listen to the uh, ENC Pod of Awesomeness. He once talked about his daughter being like this daredevil who is unafraid of everything and like jumping off of stuff. And she's just a crazy woman. Well, Christian knows. And he did the right thing by getting rid of her that night. Good for Christian. This is good. I really like this segment. It was so stupid. It was fun. It was, yeah, it was dumb fun. Christian is great at just about everything he does. And, uh, and you know, I know people pointed it out. The girl was the same girl that uh, Jungle Boy kind of held and shoved aside on on wednesday so they're thinking oh is, is christian jungle boy and uh luchasaurus gonna get back together and i guess we we shall see on that they'll call it team cage and we'll do cages breakdown of the big <laughs> matches <laughs> uh main events real world championship cm punk against ricky starks uh ends with cm punk being a baby face and you got ricky the dragon steamboat there because uh, after the match, Starks attacks Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and then Punk goes after Starks. What happened? <laughs> what happened was Ricky tried to cheat. Ricky Steamboat was not having that. And, and CM Punk won. And then Ricky Starks, who should have won, beat down Ricky Steamboat with the belt. I want to know, uh, are we getting Ricky Starks and Ricky Steamboat at a show? Like, Is this what we're setting up? Here, because or, or does Steamboat use somebody as as a proxy to to defend his honor? Here, I don't know. Um, but yeah, we we got that's that's what we got here with Ricky Steamboat getting punked out by by Starks. He was whipping him with that belt too. Absolutely whipping him. Just went off on him. Good match. A lot of fun. Uh, these two listen. There's good chemistry with Starks and Punk. Add Steamboat to the mix, and it made for a, a fun a fun show. I know that was a quick a quick recap when it comes to uh, to collision. 
as all in continues to come into focus, we'll have so much more to talk about. And I'm looking forward to that. Jeremy, we seem to have made it through our first Monday takeover, monthly Monday takeover on youtube.com slash fightful. The audio for this will probably show up on the overbook. Okay. I don't know where to put it anymore. We'll, we'll ask Sean. He'll tell us where to do it. Uh, but either way, if, if you're here, leave a thumbs up. Uh, and also, while you're here, go ahead and subscribe to uh, not only YouTube.com slash Fightful, but also Fightful Overbooked, YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Uh, we are the sister channel to Fightful. We do a lot of content just like this. People talking about wrestling, people talking about not just wrestling. Uh, it's over there. Go check it out. We have so much content. Just go uh, click on anything and you'll see what we're talking about. Jeremy, go ahead, plug the stuff. And we'll get out of here. Uh, real quickly, I do want to ask or uh, answer this question. Uh, says who even beats House of Black at this point? I think they're setting up for the acclaimed. I don't think yes. Billy Gunn's actually retired, and he comes back all in moment for the acclaimed. Um, I don't know what to plug. Go to fifeoverbooked.com. Fifeoverbooked.com. Tag Talk is back today at 3 p.m. Eastern with uh, Haley, who you saw earlier, and and Kylie, who is back. Watch that. Watch all the other shows we have on Fightful Overbooked. And if you like this show today, we are on the main channel once a month. The first Monday of every single month, uh, we will be on the main channel. Uh, otherwise, we're on Fightful Overbooked every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 10 a.m. Eastern to noon Eastern. We are, as you kind of learned today, a hodgepodge of stuff. We typically talk a little bit more wrestling, but sometimes we just don't. We do interview people from the world of wrestling, not only media pals like we had Haley today uh, and, and Sean does his run in. Usually doesn't stay that long. I will say that uh, he, he's sometimes a briefer cameo, but we do interview wrestlers, independent wrestlers uh, of the like. We've had the likes of uh, Jake Chris, Jake Chris and Jordan Oliver were on the show last week. We've had Steve Macklin, Deanna Perrazzo on the show. Uh, we've had Gangrel on the show. So we've had a, a lot of, of different independent wrestlers and, and legendary wrestlers and current wrestlers on the show before. So yeah, uh, you know, go to fightfulverbook.com. You can subscribe there and you can watch the, the show every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll leave you with this hook. Shytown Spurs has sent us a super chat earlier in the morning uh, asking about first wrestle talk. Now, Brian Alvarez, why do people in wrestling media think that Adam Cole throwing quarters at MJF for heat is okay in 2023? I want to talk about that. I want to do that on Wednesday. So I'm going to make a note of it because this is a, a larger conversation, just, you know, Jews and wrestling and so on and so forth. And the MJF, you know, uh, ADD adult rich Jew boy promo that he continues to cut. I want to, Bring a little more talk to this. Uh, we'll, we'll do this on Wednesday, okay? So I haven't forgotten about it, Chi-Town Spurs. We will get to it, okay? Uh, until then, I am Atrol Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we will see you on Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, Fightful Overbooked for In the Weeds. Take care.